everyone. That's it. That's the open. That's uh, <laughs> and welcome to Andy's Solo Planes trilogy. What do you th- what do you think for the anniversary special? We talked twenty minutes about No Way Home. <laughs> ha ha! That's next week. No, yeah, Logan's gonna hop off the mic, and it's just gonna be me for the next two and a half hours. Yes. Uh, hello, everyone. I'm Logan <laughs> Sowatch, and I'm Andy Carr, and this is not the Planes trilogy episode. No. This is uh, Odd Trilogies with Logan and Andy. I don't know. Trilogies, we take a trio of films tied by cast and crew, number, or by thematic elements, and we talk about the good, the bad, and the weird surrounding those three films. But today we're not talking about any films. It's our anniversary special. Or, our very first. Or we're talking about all the films. No, we're talking about all. Well, technically, yeah. Cosmically. Yeah. You know, if you think about it. Yeah. No, but yeah, we're talking about we're talking about the podcast. We're yeah. talking about the fact that we've done this for a year. Which is insane. It's kind of bizarre to think that. But, yeah, um, kind of crept up on us. Yeah, in case you haven't been listening since the beginning, which is totally fine, but if you have and you've gotten is to it, this point... Is it fine, Logan? It happens. People not, jump on from time to time, Andy. It's Fake it fans. Happens. Stop it. <laughs> All fans are fans. I'll take yeah, them. Any, every listen is valuable. Yeah. yeah, but if you haven't been here since our first episode, we did our first trilogy on Bill and Ted when Bill and Ted Face the Music was coming out. And our first episode for Excellent Adventure was August 22nd, 2020. Yeah. So when we were originally planning to release this episode, mm-hmm. it would have been the day before our year anniversary. We were going to release yeah. on the 21st. It would have been. Due to some some COVID exposure issues. Well, potential. that mm-hmm. turned out to not be an issue, um, which is why we're here today. Um, we got delayed to today, so which, August uh, 28th. If it hasn't been clear enough in our social media posts... Any scare is worth taking seriously just to make sure. And even though with the scare, we didn't necessarily really believe that it was an actual COVID thing, we still treated it like it was. And we knew that our health and the the health surrounding the concern was more important than this episode. It doesn't matter if we did the anniversary special in November. We were still going to do an anniversary special. (laughs) Can it? Can it, Logan? But yeah, and I mean, I guess uh, Too Long Didn't Read About It is last year, I wanted to do a podcast personally, but during COVID was not exactly feeling up to it most of sure, the yeah. lockdown time. It's one of those, you have all the free time in the world, but yeah. like also no desire to yeah. start up anything. You were, I was in my head from, like I had a podcast idea that I really wanted to do and I still want to do in the future, but at the time I just was always in my head and felt like it was going to be absolute garbage, so I didn't want to do it. It wasn't until we all kind of got back into indie once the lockdown had lifted that we I had kind of proposed to you because I felt like if I was going to do a podcast with anybody, it would be with you. Yeah. And so you we, sabotaged me while I was drunk. <laughs> I did not. And forced me to sign a contract no, to do a podcast not. with you. I was, no. yeah. I was slightly drunk and brought <laughs> the idea to you. And you challenged me on that idea, and I came back. That's true. Way too hard, you but did. it was just what you needed. It to was see. what I needed. Yeah, because <laughs> you you suggested doing a podcast, and I was like, okay, okay, what's what's the idea? And you pitched to me the concept of odd trilogies, doing you know movies in sets of three and discussing their their commonalities and what what makes them a unit mm-hmm. and. I was perplexed by the idea, but also thought to myself, how many trilogies could we possibly come up with? Like, that's got to be limited as hell. Yeah. And uh, you go, you know what, Andy, fair enough. And then I don't know if it was a day later or a week later or something, you you texted me a picture of a sheet of college-ruled paper on which you had written like 150 ideas or something. It was was front and back completely filled. (laughs) It was entirely filled. 
uh, with with just ideas for legitimate podcast or trilogy was, ideas. And was I was actually, like, I said that I saw that, and I saw a bunch of really cool ideas, and I was like, you know what? You know what, Logan? When you're right, you're right. It was just absolutely hilarious because I remember the ideas that kind of brought up this in my head, but I still was surprised by how many I was coming up with while I was writing <laughs> them all down. And I was like, wow, this is kind of this, there is some fruit to this tree, and I right, didn't expect yeah. that. But yeah, it's just wild to think that's only been a year. But there's yeah. we've gone through only one year, and we've already used up every idea we had. <laughs> oh, <laughs> gosh, that'd pack be our bags. No. Well, then we just make a new one. We just make a new podcast. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna keep making odd, podcasts. Odd duologies. <laughs> Weird duologies. Odd movies, and it's just it's just a movie. Strange films. Strange, <laughs> strange trios. Strange trios. <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah, so we thought it would be fun for Anniversary Special to look back on the trilogies we've done so far, on the frequels and episodes and whatnot, talk about where how we feel about the show so far, where we would like to go, and also talk about some recommendations, you know, some requests from you yeah. all, and as well as feedback, yeah, and just kind of explain where we are. We've been pretty active recently on our social media pages, trying to get some input from you guys and uh, trying to get your kind of participation for this episode because, you know, we probably wouldn't have stuck to it for a year if we didn't feel supported, and we do. This is going to make me feel like I'm pushing 40 rather than 30, but I, (laughs) if there's any time it might have been a benefit for either of us to be Zoomers, it's when it comes to social media. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because I think we're both... Yeah. We both love posting about the show. We love it when we have a new episode and when we have new ideas that we want to hint to everybody. But what's hard is the day-to-day. Yeah, it the, really like, is. How do I come it's, up with something I, to make people think about our podcast today? I don't I don't. It think feels about, slimy sometimes. It, it does. It, it does feels feel gross really to slimy. be like plugging yeah. the podcast. But that's we're, we're grinding. It's we're the grinding name of the game, baby. We, yeah, we're, we're grinding as hard as we can in I'm, terms of how we feel. I'm following a thousand Instagram accounts a day. <laughs> That's not true, <laughs> but like true, but I, I have I spammed, would... done some, done some follow spamming. We're not on TikTok, sadly. I don't think that's yeah. going to happen. Well, you never know. That... We, could, we could do some side you content. Know you know what? Never you know mind. What? I'm gonna I'm gonna pull that pin out. Right. Let's think about that. You know what? TikTok is the perfect place for the the planes episode. <sighs> sure. I'll sure. do it. I'll make a dance for it. How many? How many? Hit or miss. Okay, that's way outdated. <laughs> no, <laughs> that didn't date us anymore for like a younger audience. <laughs> if there ever is a younger audience to this, which yeah, we will get to on that front. In yeah, terms we'll get. Of like yeah, um, what we kind of want. I mean, because kind of where we want this podcast to kind of hit. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna first talk about the past a little bit. Mm-hmm. We're gonna talk a lot about the future, and yeah, we'll just spend the next. Uh, five minutes. Yeah, this will be five minute episode. No. Um, yeah, we're God, gonna spend the next, if ever, however long this takes, um, talking about anything, anything pertaining to the podcast, the state of the cast, the state of the cast. So yeah, uh, as you kind of alluded to, um, with our humble beginnings, mm-hmm. um, it is interesting thinking about how our format and our comfort in the format has changed over the course of a year yeah because we when we started we were doing uh one episode per movie yes which is not something we've written off as a possibility but is something we've mostly kind of moved away from in most cases we do do some trilogies over the course of two episodes yeah Um, but what we were doing was three episodes per trilogy one episode per movie 
Um, and those episodes were just about as long as they are now, and we're doing whole trilogies pretty, now. Pretty so much, I think yeah. we've kind of streamlined our, our conversations a little bit. Yeah, I think um, the the benefit from doing that, as much as I would love to talk about single films for single episodes, sure. the benefit of having three films to talk about for a single episode is if there is a dud in one in the three of those films, or like a film where just like I don't give a flying yeah. shit about this. Like this that's the perfect kind of format where it's like we can talk about this quick and then move on. Yeah. That that's like, been something that I've I've felt even about whole or parts of trilogies that we've done mm-hmm. since then. Um you know, where we do a trilogy and there's a movie in that trilogy where I'm just like, gosh, I don't have anything to say about this. I didn't like it. I didn't yeah. hate it. I was just kind of, um, but I'm just, I'm really thankful in those moments when it turns out, you know, it's a trilogy we're doing all in one episode. Cause then I'm like, okay, we can just kind of move on. Yeah. Get past it and move on to the parts that we want to talk about. Whereas if we were still kind of saddled into that one yeah. for one format, it'd be like, man. Yeah. There's a whole week's episode, not down the drain, but, you know, kind of, you know, I didn't have any passion in an entire episode. And then it's like, well, what am I doing here? I mean, that was kind of a, a bit of not really an issue, but that was kind of something we thought about during the uh, Three Mothers trilogy. Yeah. That where was, it was like, yeah. we loved Suspiria, Inferno is not good, <laughs> and Mother of Tears was hilarious. But then in between with Inferno, we both were just so burnt out and shocked by just how not good it was right that it got it to a certain point i think we're just like ah we we can't it has to be 45 i don't know how long we want this episode to (laughs) be yeah and then we it was pretty much right after that trilogy we tried our first three in one yeah cars and Um, i mean which was honestly the best trio to do that yeah yeah because it's because because the first one's incredibly solid but there's not a lot right right and then the second one is a dumpster fire. It's a dumpster fire, but it's a fascinating it's dumpster a fascinating fire. fascinating And then the third one's a fascinating, kind of pretty great movie yeah, all it's around. Like surprisingly kind of redemptive. Weird. Yeah. Weird. But um, like... And so that was a really good, I think that was a good one to like kind mm-hmm. of exercise a change in format. I think but... the worst trio so far is the Nutcracker trilogy. Yeah. I don't think. Uh, Barbie the... <laughs> and the the one with the Nazi rats, uh, the, the, the one in the middle. And yeah. I mean, the fact that I out mean, of those yeah. three, I think the Four Realms is the best one, and the I best still one, felt but I was, nothing. Yeah, it was like that's that this was is the one worst of those, case scenario. It was that was an idea pitched to us by friends, and we were like, you know what? Yeah, we can run with that. Yeah, yeah. And, let's come up. Yeah, there's some weird Nutcracker adaptations, but it was kind of like a, you know, an an unvetted one. I mean, we've we've done trilogies or movies that we haven't seen before, but that we already kind of have an idea of. But that was yeah. one that we had. No. no expectations, no, yeah. you know, no understanding of what it would be, and also I think we kind of shot ourselves in the foot by picking, you know, I mean, three <laughs> films that we knew just by looking at them on a Google search that they weren't going to be good. Yeah, we we knew we knew and at maybe least not one so of them. Bad it's good either. <laughs> one of them was possibly so bad it's good. Yeah, and that yeah. was about it. Like, right. Like so that the, was yeah, that was a little, but that one was okay because it was kind of. We were in a very busy period in the podcast at the time. Yeah. We had we immediately pumped out Santa Claus after that, and that I think was a, that, that was, was a, a really good time. episode. That was a great time. Um, honestly, love that episode way more than I enjoyed watching the movies, I just because I feel like I discovered so many things about those movies that I did not pick up on as a child. Yes. Because I hadn't watched yes. them in years, and yeah. it was just like, oh, wow, this 
the first Santa Claus movie is so dark it's and so depressing weird. Yeah, it's and so kind of gross. Not. It's not whimsical compared to like the other two. <laughs> it's so cynical. Yeah. Um, and then it's, the other two are, yeah, like family adventure films that are campy and it's, goofy. Yeah, and it's like the equivalent of like, what if your dad, your separated dad, yeah. who's just like kind of pathetic living by himself, yeah. became Santa? <laughs> it's like, why is that a kid's movie? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. But Oops. since then, I feel like, yeah, we've just settled so nicely into the kind of the f- yeah. episode formats that we've been doing, kind of either the the one episode trilogy or the two part mm-hmm. episode. Yeah. I do um, think for the before trilogy, it was a good choice to kind of put sunrise yeah. and sunset together. Yeah, That was one of my favorite viewing and discussion experiences on yeah. the podcast was oh, oh, that trilogy. If, yeah. If we're talking about overall films, we've had to watch for the show. Oh, those are, those uh, are my favorite. Those are the best movies we've watched. Yeah. yeah. Those are genuinely like all three are across the board, just as yeah. good as one another. And it's shocking because there's so much time. Right. Well, it's, all three it was them. that much more rewarding than either of us had, seen them they were new experiences for us yeah you know whereas a lot of these one of us has at least seen one of the movies in the trilogy or all of the movies in the trilogy Mm -hmm. um so there's kind of more revisiting than new experiences but that's you know that we've we've got a lot of ideas on the docket for for trilogies that are untouched by either of us yeah that's something neither here nor there yeah but yeah speaking of favorite or best episodes or trilogies mm-hmm. of the, the past year. Uh, if you've been paying attention to our, our social media over oh, the last yes. two weeks, we've been, I've been running a tournament called yeah. the best of odd trilogies, which I believe the intent was probably understandably lost in translation a little bit because um, just based on the votes, <laughs> my, my, my guess would be that a lot of these, a lot of the winners throughout the trilogy were picked based on, you know, the actual movies. Yeah. Whether, how much somebody liked the movie or the property that the movie belonged to, yeah. um, rather than the episode, which is understandable because we're not, we're not pumping out massive numbers on our listens. So I don't expect every, no. all of our followers who are voting to be like, Oh yeah, I remember that episode. That was a good episode. No, yeah, be, it, we're posting time, these publicly. People yeah. are going to vote for what they like. Yeah, and if that's if, if that's the case, I'm still shocked by who won. I am still shocked. I'm still shocked by yeah. who won. Um, to kind of recap, actually, let me, Logan, fill the space. I gotta look something up. Uh, yeah. So the the show itself, <laughs> um, is something that we've we've thought about in terms of how many trilogies we want to do every month, and I think like we, we I think what the what the tournament has shown us is that kids' trilogies are just beloved oh, the most. They're massive. They're yeah. massive. So don't worry. In case you were wondering if we were going to stop doing that, we're not. But at the same time, there's only so many odd kids' trilogies. Yeah. I mean, if you want us to do all the Land Before Time films, if there's nine of them, sure, maybe we can find a way to do that. Right, but I don't necessarily yeah. know if that's high on our yeah. appeal list. <laughs> um, what I mean, there's... But yeah. Um, to, to kind of recap the trilogy, we, I basically took all of our episodes, both trilogies and also frequels. I put frequels individually. Yes. Um, and Which, by l- the way, Guardians of Gahul deserved to be in the finals. Guardians of, the, of Gahul put up a good fight. It but put yeah, up a good it, fight, it but it should have moved on uh, further than it did. Yeah. But, um, yeah, basically I, I uh, put all of them into a bracket, and I kind of I, – I tried to seed them based on their relative popularity, a combination of 
their listen count, although that data has gotten muddled because the hosting service that we've used over the past year uh, recently shifted to a new service or got yeah, bought out by a new service out. and some yeah. of our data was lost. So mm-hmm. my, my basis is a little bit incomplete, but that's okay. I basically picked the ones that seemed like they'd make the most, they had the episodes that had made the most waves in the past and mm-hmm. kind of seeded those high and put the rest of them that either didn't get many listens or didn't get a lot of traffic on social media, seeded those lower. Um, <clears throat> and so a, a few of our top seeds were the Cars trilogy, which Makes sense. for a long time, aside from maybe episode one, which was Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, um, aside from that episode, Cars was like, by and large, one of our most popular episodes. And I think that was because it, it was the first three-in-one trilogy so that appealed to a lot of people Mm -hmm. it was a modern trilogy it was animated it was you know a lot of people had seen a lot of it or at least had you know loved the memes surrounding it and so it was was a good meme pick that was our number one seed um and it did make it pretty far but it ultimately fell um to spongebob trilogy good chow yeah sorry um r.i.k rest in good chow but yeah the bill and ted trilogy was highly seeded Rise of Snyder, which kind of set the foundation, I feel like, of a lot of our content moving forward, was yeah. highly seeded because we we spent the last year doing a lot of Snyder content. We did mo- we did practically all of his films. Uh, all yeah, yeah. Which I'm going to clarify right now: the Army of the Dead prequel, Army of Thieves, is not a Snyder film, so we're not going to cover it. <laughs> not saying it won't be good, or not saying that we won't talk right. about it, maybe in passing from time to time. But we're not going to do a whole episode. Right. We. There's enough Snyder. There's enough Snyder already coming. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't um, the... Yeah. But the, the both both Ninja Turtles trilogies were highly seeded because Which damn. I was in, I was surprised looking at our kind of demographic data that those were highly listened to. Yeah. Um I'll take it. Which is cool. I had a lot of fun making those, so. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um even yeah. even again, another another like uh, improvement of the 3 in 1 episode is TMNT 2007 was surprisingly just like a breath of fresh air. Yeah. The first Bay-produced Turtles uh, sucks and is not good. <laughs> and then the second one out of the shadows was like a, like a welcome improvement. Not a huge yeah. one, but a welcome improvement. And so that's... If we had to do all those week by week by week, the Ninja Turtles <laughs> episode would have, would have been fun if you wanted yeah. us to tear apart a film. But, well, and the, the doing all the Ninja Turtles movies in one go or in, you know, two... Uh, consecutive episodes was kind of a fun experiment because we've done trilogies in two parts you know we did before trilogy one episode and a second episode to finish it up and that sort of thing Um, but it was kind of cool because it felt like to me at least in discussing it felt like we were kind of doing all one trilogy or at least all one series yeah even though only well technically four of the movies are connected and then two of the others are connected um but it was kind of fun to do, you know, almost a part one and a part two, but also get to watch two separate trilogies yeah. in that time. That was a cool thing. Yeah. But Conjuring was also up there. That was a high seed because that got a lot of traffic in June. Horror, man. Yeah. Wish... Well, and it's, I mean, one of the most popular horror trilogies mm-hmm. in the last 20 yeah. years. Hey, the devil made him do it. <laughs> yeah. They made him do it. Made us do it. Too. Made us do it. Um, yeah, that's, that's for sure. But yeah, ultimately it... Uh, it uh, boiled down to a few. Um, the animated films actually did really well in the tournament. Yes. The SpongeBob trilogy, which I gotta say something about SpongeBob. I think it got 
a lot of traffic because just the SpongeBob name and probably because of the first movie. Yeah. Um, I I would venture to guess that a lot of people who voted for SpongeBob have not seen one or both of the sequel or the other films. No. Um, and but, we're also probably voting SpongeBob just because they like SpongeBob, which yeah. can't blame me there because I love SpongeBob too. And another, and another author's note or a podcaster's note. <laughs> podcaster's note. Um, it has actually by the time we we're recording this episode, it has been announced that uh, both The Conjuring and SpongeBob are getting a fourth film in development. If we're gonna do those, I don't know. <laughs> if we do, they're gonna be frequels, and we're not gonna tell you until like. The few weeks before. Yeah. We are not planning on doing either of those right now because it's going to take at least two years for both of those films to get off the ground. And also, neither of us had a real blast with The Devil Made Me Do It and Sponge out of... No, what's the third? Sponge on the Run. Sponge on the Run, yeah. We didn't really have a blast with either. Yeah. So, uh, um, excuse us if we take a little bit of time to get to those whenever they actually come out. But, yeah, the the animated films did really well the three out of the four elite eight winners were animated trilogies spongebob 2d dreamworks and kung fu panda which love that episode probably my favorite episode out of those three is kung fu yeah kung fu panda yeah i i will say i think the fall of 2d dreamworks had a really nice i feel like not to toot our own horn or anything, but I mm-hmm. think we really but found tooted. a good narrative to yeah. talk about yeah. to- with that. Toot it out. Toot it out. Talk I mean, about how good <laughs> Because of, uh, <laughs> you know, just the, uh, there's a story there going on behind the scenes with DreamWorks yeah. and, mm-hmm. and oh, what yeah, was that going was... on at the studio at the time. And there's a clear narrative across the three movies, even though they're entirely disconnected. That was entirely an, an idea that was made by, not again, I mean, even though I said toot our own horn, it's, it's <laughs> I just thought it'd be more interesting to talk about because I, I find it more fascinating, the productions of those types of films where it's like, those are not awful films, but they are going to be laid down in history as the films that kind of killed a certain art form of animation yeah. for studios. So it's that's kind of fascinating. And yeah. if we can find other narratives like that, other than like, you know, Rise of Directors trilogies, which we have a couple more of those in our minds. Yeah. We'll do those because I think those would be kind of fun. Yeah, absolutely. There's definitely a, there's got to be a Disney one we could do. It's kind of <laughs> like that. We'll yeah. look into that. But um, Zack Snyder, obviously, we've had a lot of Zack Snyder content yes. in the last year, mm-hmm. um, and he actually went up against himself on numerous occasions that in the wonderful. tournament. That was great. Um, Guardians of Gahul, God love it, beat Sucker Punch in the first round. It deserved deservedly. Deservedly. Um, let's see. Uh, Rise of Snyder fell in its first appearance to Kung Fu Panda. Also deserved, but deserve that. I do yeah. think that was it. That was an interesting set of episodes, more so than it is good movies. Um, and uh, Snyder's DCEU movies went up against Army of the Dead and rightfully beat that, although by a slimmer margin than you than you might expect. Oh, okay. Uh, it was actually a pretty close race. Um, let's see what other recap notes. Okay, biggest. Biggest margin between two films in the entire trilogy or entire tournament mm-hmm. was hey, it hurts my heart to say this. SpongeBob beating the before trilogy, forty six to ten votes. Uh, it was funny. It's not surprising, but no, it is painful. It is funny though. I mean, that's something we've also I think kind of understood is that <clears throat> um, 
those films, well, we have films that were like, we really are passionate about talking these films because they're probably a little less known. Yeah. And they're, these are, because like one of the reasons why we also want to do odd trilogies is because there are some odd trilogies that are odd because they're not studio films. They're like, they're trios right. of films that are out of the studio system to a degree, are not blockbusters, but have a through line that's fascinating because when most people think of trilogies, they think of Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, Indiana Jones, right, classic yeah. blockbuster. So it's kind of good to bring in thematic or actual like yeah, number and, trilogies. And those ultimately end up being a lot of times the ones that are more interesting to talk about for us. Um, yeah. You know, so, that's why we're going to sprinkle in some of the, you know, the, the fan favorite kind of stuff with yeah, films like and that. Because we love all that stuff too. I mean, we're not snobs by any means. Um, no. But yeah, uh, both Ninja Turtles trilogies did very well, made it to the uh elite eight at least um both of them um but ultimately logan we did have to crown a winner yes uh, and i haven't already said the winner have i you have not said the okay winner. good <laughs> I, I we we have we have pushed and we have foreshadowed that it was both surprising for both of us surprising to us yes not necessarily surprising when you just kind of look at the material no um like I've already said, SpongeBob made it very far. Uh, obviously, made it right up to to the end. Um, probably on on the graces of the first film and the TV show. Um, but ultimately, SpongeBob fell to the fall of 2D DreamWorks. Which wow! <laughs> and uh, you know, I'll I'll pour one out for. For SpongeBob and a celebratory drink for 2D DreamWorks. Yeah. Um, that was a bit of a surprising win. Uh, I, I get that like that. I got this. I got the sound effect. You got the slurp. I got the slurp. Nice. I didn't mean to. I did. did. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. 2D DreamWorks. The the fall of 2D DreamWorks ended up winning our best of the tournament, which on a technical level would mean that y'all picked it as our best episode. Mm-hmm. But we know. That's probably not what all of you meant. But if it is, appreciate it. Yeah, that is yeah. a good episode. That was it's a fun a solid one episode. to make. And it was a fun. Yeah, it was. I, that I will was say another though, one that was way more fun. Yeah. The episode was way more fun than watching the trilogy. Um, yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah. hate. I didn't hate any of the movies. Well, uh, Spirit was pretty boring, but um, it was definitely kind of one of those where I like going into recording that episode. I was like, ah, man, do I? Yeah, do I have it in me tonight? I don't know what I'm going to talk about. No and then we got going and it was like, oh, it yeah. was fun. But um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, gosh, if that is not like every time we do an episode, I think to myself, like, is there enough? Yeah. That I mean, happens I, a lot. Uh, well, it's yeah. more like, I think there is enough, but like, does Andy think that there is enough? And there's going to be a disconnect with that. And there always is enough. There if always you've seen is our, enough. If you've seen our episode lengths, you know there's enough. <laughs> there's always enough. Although you can probably, we we don't obviously track the quote-unquote screen time or speech time of your two hosts uh but the the episodes where i'm probably less invested are the ones where i talk less um (laughs) and it's mostly uh logan carrying the team but um i think that was only the most apparent when we were doing gun and i had a little bit more endearing quality to tromeo and juliet well you absolutely had nothing to that and i understood that (laughs) And that's one another benefit of doing three and ones. We could just like go, oh, all right, we're well, done with yeah. this one. Time yeah. for the next one. Right. 
But yeah, uh, 2D DreamWorks is our, our crowned champion, best odd trilogy of the bunch. Go? I'm it's sure. I'm sure choice. we'll do this again at some point. I think so. Um, I mean, that would be fun. Yeah. Well, and now that we've we've talked about the people's favorite. Logan, yeah. do you have a, a favorite trilogy or maybe even just a movie, uh, a prequel or something that we don't, or a favorite episode you record, we recorded? Well, I'd say the most surprising episode, I think, to me, the record, because I don't think either of us expected to get this much out of it. But Guardians of Kahul was the, f- was like, we went into it because we're like, we got to do Snyder. We think it's fun if we just do all of his fucking movies. <laughs> so what if we just do like prequels like that was like is that our first prequel that was our that was our first prequel yes it's our first prequel and it was just an absolute surprise Mm -hmm. to everyone we watched it with too yeah that was a group viewing it it was a group viewing and and everybody had a good time yeah everyone surprisingly like got to a point like whoa 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 why is this so much fun Mm -hmm. it's like why is he and then we got then you and i both got mad because we're like why isn't Snyder just doing more animated oh stuff? Oh my gosh, yeah, he'd be he so good. He could do so well Or like this. direct a video game or something, I that's, don't know. That's kind of real talk while I'm interested to see how tied he is to that Army of the Dead cartoon like animated yeah, show. Yeah, right. Like if he's really tied into it, I'd love to see yeah. if we get more of kind of any any kind of energy from that. But right, because that's, I mean, that's something that, you know, everybody always, the kind of a going notion about Snyder is that, oh, he's... A terrible writer and storyteller, but he's got the visuals locked down. Um, and I don't entirely agree with that, just because mm-hmm. I think I find his aesthetic for live action films to be kind of gaudy and gross sometimes, what? and a yeah. little bit uh, gratuitous. Mm-hmm. But I do think it's pretty perfect for like three D animation. Yeah. Um, and, and because be most of his CGI and VFX and films looks like a three D movie anyway. Yeah. Um, and prompts to him, honestly, like I think there's been. There's been definitely enough Snyder cut BTS footage mm-hmm. that I think there's like a good scene where you like th- they did the breakdown of the Flash right. scene and like from storyboard to scene it is pretty much exactly what he wanted it to do and yeah. I think he did the storyboards as well. Yeah, and that's so it's like he that he is very clearly, much a visual mind. Director. Yeah, he's putting a ton of work into his storyboards and like what better medium to like translate and realize your storyboards perfectly than animation where you can Mm -hmm. literally adjust every frame at will, you know, obviously takes the work of many diligent animators, but technically speaking until everything's cut together, anything can be changed. Whereas, you know, with film, a lot of times you're locked into the Mm -hmm. camera plate and that sort of thing. So I think he's really, he's just so built for animation and I wish he would do more. I wish he would too. Um, so best, most surprising episode is definitely Guardians of Kahul. I don't have a least favorite episode. Sure. Yet, and I hope that stays, <laughs> knock on wood. Favorite... I, I think I could pick a least favorite. Okay, that's good. That's good, good for you. I don't want to hear it. Okay. Um, best overall trilogy of films that we had to watch, of course, we already talked about the before trilogy. And I think my favorite episode so far, I mean, I will always have a soft spot for that first one, even though I think mm-hmm. looking back, it's rough because we're still trying to figure out what we sure. want to do. I do think probably my favorite is Snyder Cut. Oh, I think okay. it was just yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. of fun. There was a lot to talk about. And just overall, we were talking about it at a time where everyone was talking about it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, sure, it wasn't exactly a new thing, but, like, it felt like the perfect time to kind of talk about that. And yeah. We well, had an experience. I, th- I think to, to toot toot once again, I think it was well formatted in that we did the two 
preceding films of the DC Snyder trilogy in another yeah. episode. And then we dedicated one episode to kind of both versions of the Justice League. Yes. Uh, emphasis on Snyder's cut, but talking about both of them. Um, yeah. And that was a really cool thing to kind of have that. Because not all, I mean, not a lot of our trilogies don't have as much of a comparative element. Um, no. But in this case, we were literally talking about a, you know, one cut of a movie and a very different other cut of the same movie, which ended up kind of producing two very different movies. Yeah. I mean, um, at, th- at that point, it was just like... And that was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was just a lot of fun. It was a fun to talk about. And just, it was fun to kind of like... It was, and as well as it wasn't really ideal to have a four-hour film to just <laughs> chew through, it was a film that had enough to talk about for a podcast. And in all honesty, it could have been two episodes if we really felt like we wanted to do that because there really is just enough to dissect there. And it was just a lot of fun because that was kind of the end of what we were talking about Snyder until Army of the Dead. Yeah. And felt like it kind of felt like a perfect kind of end in terms of his superhero films. Right. To the point where like going into Army of the Dead, it kind of felt like, well, at least this This is a breath of fresh air. Yeah. And a nice bonus to all this. So I guess, yeah, that might be my favorite episode. What's yours? Um, Well, I would agree with you. Biggest surprise, definitely Guardians of Gahul, just Mm -hmm. because we were coming off of the Snyder trilogy, which was, for one, still in the kind of uh, one-to-one episode per movie or movie-per-episode format. And also, I I enjoyed talking about those movies, but, you know, it was a little bit of a slog in the sense that I didn't particularly love any of those movies, The Rise of Snyder. Oh, okay. You know, they're 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 okay movies, yeah, or bad movies, depending on which one you're talking about. Um, so it was like, man, I just I just kind of want to win. And then we watched Guardians, and I was like, oh man, this is actually a blast. What yeah, the was, heck? yeah, that was and better than any just, of the trilogy films. Yeah, and then just all of that energy went into the podcast and recording and. You know, it was just a blast mm-hmm. to be able to kind of gush over a movie after three movies of just kind of, yeah, this part works, this part doesn't. Eh, you know, mm-hmm. Snyder's got some weird stuff going on. And yeah, then we it were was finally all just, just like, oh, yeah, Snyder did it. We had no expectations. <laughs> yeah. And we were completely uh, taken over. Yeah. Um, in terms of like a personal favor all around, I would say... It, I don't know if I would feel this way if I went back and listened to the episode now, just because I'm sure there are things that we've improved on since, and I would look back and be like, eh, we were kind of new to this. Um, but I really, my memory of recording and watching the Cars trilogy mm-hmm. was really great to me, just because yeah. it felt like we had kind of been finding our footing through the first three trilogies, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, doing the Cars trilogy, that was our first three-in-one, and it was a new format, and it kind of it gave a new sort of um, you know rapid rate to our discussion mm-hmm. in the episode. And I was like, oh man, this is a blast! We can talk about an entire trilogy in a single episode, and we don't have yeah. to worry about saving stuff for the next episode or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? Because yeah, um, and so that was a real blast for me. And it was it was also fun because the trilogy surprised me in a lot of ways the actual movies yeah. um 
2 is uh, not a good movie, but it surprised yeah. me with its audacity sometimes. Yeah, what what um, is what is that? It's the frame of them in London when the bomb explodes. Oh, yeah, there's, just, you, a, there's like, just a wide shot of the skyline of London with a giant explosion. It looks like a shot out of Mission Impossible. It looks like a, it looks like like realistic London, but it's oh, yeah, a it fucking looks almost car photorealistic. Show. It looks like a scene from Mission Impossible, and it's like, wait a minute. This is a Cars movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's one yeah, of those things. Yeah, and then the third film is just surprisingly wholesome and competent and heartwarming and solid and not a amazing film but yeah. it was fun to have kind of a turnaround from the mishmash that was cars too um so in terms of like a memory of watching and making an episode cars is up there for me but i also um had a blast with the before trilogy yeah both episodes all three movies i mean like we already said those are the far and away the best movies we've watched for yeah. the podcast yeah, yeah not yeah. even close um and it was just especially that second episode where it was mainly focused on before midnight that was just really fun because that is kind of the more contentious entry in the trilogy where some people feel like oh it kind of the trilogy kind of falters in the third yeah because we didn't feel that way we felt like it was it maintained at least yeah nothing nothing was a breath of fresh air more than both of us who were cynical enough to think there's no way a trilogy can keep this consistency forever Mm -hmm. and then we watched before midnight and we go wow it did it did it did and i and i is great and now i'm just war i want a fourth one but i also don't because i (laughs) want i just i don't know if it'll keep the streak yeah and it so, was insane. Yeah. And that one was, I mean, that whole trilogy was a blast for me because it felt like because of the maturity and complexity of those stories and the characters in them, it felt like I was getting a, a lot more out of those movies personally and, in, mm-hmm. and able to inject that into the discussion Yeah, where I was... You know, they're, they're realistic dramas about people in love. And it's like everybody can kind of relate to that on some level and i related to it a lot i mean i'm not you know married or have kids with anybody or been in a relationship longer than like two and a half years but still there's an element of those movies especially the first one um that i have firsthand experience with that's very relatable to that and oh yeah it just really felt like like those movies really struck a chord with me and it felt like i was able to put that into Mm -hmm our conversation it felt like you did too and it we just had a good yeah if it a felt good like go a... of it because we were both so into them and mm-hmm. honestly probably could have talked twice as long as we did about yeah. all of those movies and probably and... wouldn't have been as good of an episode for the listener but would have been fun for us <laughs> yeah for sure and it was one of those things too where it's like i think when we come to our trilogy selections we're definitely going to have trilogy selections where we feel like this is something people would love to listen to in terms of like whether it's silliness or like, oh, I forgot that this even existed. In terms of trilogies, I think we also try to pick a trilogy where it feels satisfying to go through all three films and be like, that was a journey. And it was really worthwhile seeing that kind of that journey, whether it was thematic, whether it was meta narrative, whether it was just yeah. overall. Like, I think that's one of the reasons why, whether people mean to or not. The Fall of DreamWorks is very satisfying because you get to see the changes and how they make films and changes and yeah. like how 
the little the less money they kind of get the more <laughs> and like how they kind of almost got to where they needed to be in terms of making a really great film right and then they were cut short yeah. it's tragic but it was still fascinating mm-hmm. the before trilogy is like that too where it feels like there's a moment in Before Midnight at the very end of the film where it calls back to literally one of the very first scenes in Before Sunrise. And there are very few films that make me feel as satisfied as a viewer than being like, holy crap, <laughs> I remember that and I yeah. it's perfectly brought up. I love this. This is how they're going to end the trilogy? That's fantastic. Yeah. So that was satisfying and I understand choosing that one for sure. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so I mean that's kind of the our personal highlights of the the podcast so far. Um, I'm sure whenever I do get to that um, that solo planes episode, that'll take over as my favorite. Um, yeah, I mean, and I'm sure once, it'll be your favorite too. Once um, it hits, once we decide how many Snyder esque chapters we're gonna need for the planes episode, right? And if it's really gonna push five hours like you want it to, I'm pretty convinced at you this could point. I, it's very much like uh pepe sylvia where it's just like <laughs> oh, you're yeah. sitting in front of a whiteboard and you're There's circling so many things i could yeah, and really any all to. that's on the board is fire and rescue written multiple times yeah. and circled multiple through, times through a series of convoluted comparisons and <laughs> metaphors i will eventually end up talking about the entire godfather trilogy yes at the center of my planes trilogy absolutely uh, it's exactly what everyone wants going yeah it's exactly um, what everyone wants. But yeah, it's it's fun to look back on our our favorites that we've done so far, and you know, take a moment to kind of breathe and celebrate what we've done. Um, and you know, it, a lot of that. I don't. I don't want to be too pandery and and uh, say none of this would have would have wouldn't none of this would have been possible without our listeners. Because to be honest, we're not like subsisting on our follower base or anything. This is all still a side gig, Um, but it's really great to have support. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, all of our family and friends who have listened to episodes, you know, gone out of their way to ask us questions about things we said on the episode, Mm -hmm. whether that's, you know, uh, being (laughs) offended by things we said about, certain people we I, know I gotta on say, the my, my family's arc going from not a single one of them listening to it to now having a feud with andy mm-hmm. it's just a perfect arc that i'm okay with i also love that i've talked to your parents maybe like once in my yeah, life once, twice. once or twice and now my mom's like tell andy screw you because yeah. <laughs> it's like hey tell him i heard the most recent episode yeah. i know what he said yeah but yeah no it's really nice to you know and i i get i get uh, tips and advice from friends um, periodically who are like, oh, hey, I saw some other podcast doing this. Have you ever thought about that? And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a really great idea. Mm-hmm. And I don't want anybody to think that, like, you know, if, if you've suggested to me anything or or Logan anything or, any, or, you know, if you've given us any feedback or suggestions and we haven't done them yet, don't think that we're, you know, yeah, just no. trying to be polite and being like, yeah, fuck you, but we're doing our own thing. <laughs> It's more just we have a lot of ideas, and also this is not our full time job. This is very much yeah. a side gig. It's we, not even a side gig. We're not getting paid. We don't we're make not, money. Yeah, off this of is this. this is a this is a passion. This, this is, is a passion for fun. Project. This this, this is a kills fun time. Passion project. It kills time, and it's a creative outlet. Yeah, that's why we do it. So if you know, I have honestly written down a lot of things that people have told me. You know about things we could try. Yeah, things to listen to for inspiration. 
some of them we've gotten around to, some of them we haven't. They're all on the docket and they're all things we're considering. So I really appreciate anybody who's put enough thought and time into something we made to give, you know, a constructive piece of advice yeah. or criticism or recommendation to us. Cause that's, I don't know, that feels very rewarding to me because then it's like, Oh, that person is not only listening to give us a listen, but is listening because either it entertains them or they want to hear more from us or they want to see us do well. Yeah. And that, that means a lot. There's, so, I mean, there's, thank there you is, to all those people. There's, I mean, yeah, that's the thing, too, is, like, there is feedback we have gotten that I don't agree with. Sure. But I've always appreciated that feedback because, one, it makes me think of why do I not agree with that feedback? or And then I find a more cohesive, concrete reasoning as to why we do something that critique is trying yeah. to push against. And, two, there might be a time where you go, Oh no, that's right. Maybe we could tweak that into something yeah, more. Yeah, or like, like I have that thought has never even occurred to me. Yeah, and it I mean, helps to have you know because there were two people. We're effectively an echo chamber, um, so because uh, we don't disagree that much in terms of how we do our podcast no. and the things we talk about, or really even our opinions on movies we, don't don't diverge that much. At least yeah, on the we, podcast, we wouldn't be doing this. Yeah, I don't feel like if we didn't have at least um, enough. Because like again. A good example of that is, like, I was initially adamantly against the three-in-one trilogy mm. episodes. And then we did the Cars episode, and it was like, no, I was wrong. This works incredibly well, and people like this more. So let's just keep doing it like that for now. Well, and it goes as far back as the origin of the podcast with me being like, That's yeah, true. I, don't, I don't know if we can do that, yeah. Logan. That's really so, yeah, restrictive. Remember, and then Logan was like, to... no, bitch. If anyone rem- just everyone remembers, if you ever think, oh, I don't want to be a denier of Odd Trilogies, remember, the <laughs> first ever Odd Trilogies denier was Andy Carr himself. Yeah. And now look where he's at. Co- a year later. Post, yeah. So don't be afraid to give us con- con- like concrete or just like critiques and giving us praise if you want to, or just like ask if you have an idea or something. We love that. Yeah, honestly, more than anything, yeah, we love ideas, it like means you're new listening. ideas to help us. I've I've had a few people reach out to me over the last year and be like I said, kind of suggest things that weren't even on my radar, whether it was trilogy ideas or you know podcast concepts like things to try on the podcast and i was like wow okay that's really cool i'm gonna put that in my back pocket and you know talk to logan about it later and we'll we'll see if it works for us um and so those are the things that really get me excited more so even than like you know general you know criticism or questions or whatever those are valuable too Mm -hmm. but what i really love getting is the suggestions for how we can you know other things to consider or other things to uh, improve, you know. Yeah. Those are cool. And, and clarify, but, too, just as a specific example, don't feel bad if you were completely tricked by Andy's Boo Boo Stewart April Fool's episode. <laughs> got thing. a lot of people. I got, got a, a lot, lot of people. people. And I know a lot of people felt bad that it, it seemed like it out of them as someone who didn't actually listen to the podcast. <laughs> and you know what? It happens. That's fine. Uh, we're just glad that you're somewhat paying attention. Yeah, n- neither of us was and, at all offended no, that we, anybody yeah. was like, dude, that's so awesome. Hey, you got Boo Boo Stewart on. If it's any credit to anybody out there, my dad fell for it. And I think <laughs> made it clear to me that he didn't listen. And I think that actually led to him 
listening. listening. So listening. now he's like, he's like, no, I listen. I've listened the yeah. whole time. Don't do that. No, and it's that like, was, okay. That was just a bit of harmless fun. And yeah, I'll, I'll drop a light tease here. We've got something even bigger planned for oh, next April. We, we've Fools. already planned. I'm so excited. We are so, we are. I'm genuinely, and it's, again, this is another example of someone giving us an idea. Yes. And we went, holy yeah, shit. One of our, I want to do this. Yeah. Some of our other friends who are also creative and have their own outlets that they work on yeah. tirelessly um they're they're wanting to to mm-hmm. get together with us so we're going to be doing something very fun next year probably maybe multiple things eventually but so if you for have now, yeah. yeah so if you have any question about if we're going to have guests in the future absolutely we absolutely want to absolutely going to have guests and we're going to try to get and, as many as we can at a time yeah and actu- it depends on the trilogy as well yeah and actually that leads me to so we're talking about feedback. Now Perfect. we're talking about questions. Leads me to my first question. This one I will name comes from your girlfriend Jen. She actually asked, "Are you guys ever gonna have guests?" And that's something that oh. we talk about all the time. Every time we talk with our friends about the mm-hmm. podcast, they're all yeah. like, "Oh, I would totally guest star on this trilogy or this yeah. idea." And I don't want people to think that we're like shrugging them off or like, "No, yeah, we will have you on one day." But it's like. It is a complicating factor. Having a guest on a podcast Mm -hmm. is a complicating factor because, like we've said, we don't have a ton of time to dedicate to this podcast because it's not a job. It's not a moneymaker. We're doing this when we can. We dedicate as much as we can. Yeah. Adding adding a third person to the mix when you're trying to schedule, you know, a weekly or semi-weekly episode can be tough especially if we're yeah. trying to watch the movies together the biggest con of doing three in one episodes is the fact that if we try to do week to week episodes that means we have to watch and kind of push three episodes three films yeah. to watch at a time you're right, right. and that is difficult yeah. i mean it, we it, ultimately it happens a lot. usually end up having Two sessions where we get together in the making of an episode. One to either watch the entire trilogy or yes. two movies of a trilogy. And then a second I session to watch the third movie and then record immediately after. I genuinely think there's only been two times we've been able to luckily have enough time in a day to watch a trilogy full together. And I think... Yeah. No, there's there's a couple. There's We did that with Looney Tunes. We did that with the first... With the 90s Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. And we did that with another something one. else. It was whatever the first trilogy was where you said it's a tight 90. So I think we can all of oh, them Kung are Fu tight. Panda. Yeah. It that, was those three where it's like Kung Fu Panda, Looney Tunes, and 90s Turtles. We were lucky enough to have enough time in a day. Yeah. And even if we did have enough time, most of the time we would be done around midnight. <laughs> yeah. And then like worst comes to worst, we would have to... Not watch a film together and kind of catch up, which in all honesty... Yeah, and that's something we're getting more used to. That's probably is the what idea, we're going to have to yeah, do. Yeah, the idea of, okay, we'll do our homework on our own, we'll get together for the rec- recording and, and talk about our ideas then. But um, Cause it still, is always really rewarding when we get yeah, to watch together. For sure. Because we get to see each other's reactions and have a better gauge going into the episode, yes. how we're going to feel. At uh, the same time, though, nothing was funnier. Then watching Tromeo and Juliet and just in the back of my head going, Andy hates this. There's no way he doesn't. I have to know and what I he thinks. did. You hated that. I hated it so much. Um, <laughs> and I'm not going to go into it any more than that. No, no, no. But, no, no. Um, yeah, so we do want to have guests. We love the idea yeah. of guests. It's always nice to have another voice in the room because I get really sick of Logan's. 
And hey, I get um, sick of mine too, and it's mine, <laughs> so it's understandable. No, uh, actually, you know what? A little side, little tangent here. Um, this podcast has made me way more comfortable with my own voice than I used I, to be. I think with me too. I mean, it used to be one of those things where I thought, I always thought I sounded fine and normal when I was talking, but then I would hear recordings of myself and I'd be like, man, he sounds like an idiot. I really hate his speech patterns and that sort of thing. I think, um, I think everyone kind of has that. Everybody has that. It's very yeah. natural. And then now I can listen to the, like I listen to most of the episodes, not all yeah. necessarily all the way through, but at least a good chunk to try and, you know, just get a bearing on how we did and that sort of thing. And mm-hmm. honestly, it, it kind of doesn't bother me at all to hear my own voice now. I just kind of, it kind of feels like another person talking. Yeah. Or I guess I kind of interpret it as like reading my own reviews after mm-hmm. they're published. Yes. Uh, and I'm like, uh, you know, I actually really liked that sentence, <laughs> you know, and I, no, I'm kind of yeah. like, that's my voice and I, I'm comfortable with it and I like it and it's me. Or, or you go like, oh, I'm going to write this a little bit differently. And then you change it last minute and go, okay, now it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> now yeah. It'll work. So that's, I, that's one way in which the podcast has helped my own yes. kind of uh-huh. self image, I guess. I, w- I will say though, we didn't talk about this off mic, so this might catch Andy off guard, but oh. I do have a dream guest with the perfect trilogy oh do you want to know what it yeah is? do tell i'm telling you right now i'm telling everybody here if there's any possible way we could get boo boo stewart oh we are pushing the descendants so far up yeah that it's it's gonna happen and it does not matter if he's on the episode i will still we will still like talk to him and interview him in any way Right, because yeah, I like just but it would like be phone interview absolutely with him or hilarious to yeah. have that. And well, and also Boo Boo just seems like a swell guy. He seems fantastic. He seems fun. He seems yeah. chill. I just watched uh, my girlfriend Emma put me through the Twilight Saga. Yeah, and Boo Boo has a small shining spot in that. And I gotta, and I gotta say, with with the amount of restraints she put on you to watch that trilogy, it wasn't that, it wasn't that tight. You know, the, the chair had a lot of restraints you couldn't leave right, the yeah. bathroom well, breaks. I, yeah, I was not... I was it wasn't not even a trilogy. S- I don't know why I'm saying it like that. <laughs> <laughs> it was four films, which is kind of worse in a way. Yeah, wait. wait it, five. It's five. It's five because they split five. the last one into two I parts. forget that Breaking Dot's not one giant <laughs> film. It's two. Yeah. It's a Deathly Hallow situation. Um... But yeah, I'll, I'll, we can. Um, yeah, we would love to have guests. My last point about that would be any of the things that we would really like to have guests for, we have kind of, I mean, not maybe consciously, but at least the way I've been thinking about it, have kind of put those off for now because we don't want to do them without that person. Yeah. You know, we haven't done any trilogies yet where we were like, oh man, we really need a guest for this one or. You know, I feel like that's something no. that we'll add when it feels right, and mm-hmm. when it's a trilogy that we know we have somebody who's really passionate about it, or yeah. has some sort of expertise on it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because we know people in the industry. Um, no, um, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's definitely something that we'll no, we want to yeah. do down the line, but mm-hmm. we just haven't gotten there yet. Um, next question, which I'll also name, comes from my friend, uh, well, our friend Matt Egan. Um, oh, yeah. who's a, a friend of mine uh, from college and a, until recently a roommate of mine. Um, he asks, do we have any plans to do movies we recommend or best of blank year lists? Um, 
And to say that we we did do an episode the top, our top our respective top yeah, ten yeah, of twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe what he's asking is um, like more in article format or in like a more permanent static format than like a recorded episode. Sure. Which I I would be totally open to. Um, we'll get to it more in a little bit, but we've been talking a, uh, about you know other kinds of content we'd like to add to our repertoire. Yeah. And I think yeah. part of that could easily be you know, written articles or small little blurbs that one or both of us can punch out, you know, in a very brief time between episodes, you know, maybe, mm-hmm. I mean, we both write for the film yap. Yeah. A little bit uh, of a little bit of a self plug, which too is, big. which is our main written outlet, but you know, yeah. it was something I've certainly entertained is the idea of, and we don't currently have the capability to do it on our current podcast hosts. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, something we I would kind of like to do at some point is maybe because we both post little brief reviews on social media from time to time, like immediately after we watch a movie. Yeah, and that would be something we could do on in an article or a blog format. And you know, movies we recommend or best of the year lists are certainly things we could we could do there. We could definitely so do. I, I, I definitely will, yeah. I will also say, in in a more informal sense, if you have. I'm not saying Matt specifically, but if he does, and if anyone listening has a Letterboxd account, oh yes. we both are on Letterboxd, and we basically, that's like our go-to, like, I'm not going to write a full review of this. Right. Or if you do, we just, like, put the link in there <laughs> yeah, on the full yeah. review. But that's kind of like our go-to about, like, it's, in case you don't know, it's an app and a website where it's, like, you can kind of diary movie reviews, and a lot of critics use that to kind of put yeah, the reviews up there, too. And it's kind of like yeah twitter meets goodreads for movies yeah except um, it's better than goodreads it's better than goodreads it's also better than twitter um <laughs> it seems at least nicer. Le- less toxic it than seems twitter nicer we are not getting paid for this uh plug yeah. but yeah. highly recommend letterboxd i i see your movies we recommend and i raise you apps we recommend and i put letterboxd at the top of that app list and and if not maybe in the future we might do more posts on our trilogies of just like if we see the same recent film we might do that or like we might make lists on letterboxd and we might link them on the yeah put up put them on our that's something i would like to do more of is linking our own other social Mm -hmm. or our other uh critique outlets like the film yap or letterboxd onto our odd trilogy socials so that is something we will definitely do more of and but that's that's um, the issue andy i'm a film nerd what do you mean by social life <laughs> social media is that in between films <laughs> you're right commercial breaks because yeah, we I'm still watch busy. movies on tv i'm too uh, busy about what movies are coming out each week yeah so that that was all of the the direct questions that we had coming in we did put out a feedback poll which many of you uh were um uh gracious enough to respond to and left some comments for us so i do want to take a minute to kind of respond to those and we actually got one comment it was kind of not really criticism not really recommendation just kind of a wholesome bit of you know uh advice and i i i don't think you've seen this but i'll read it for you oh yeah tell me and this is anonymous because we did not take names on our feedback poll but no come on this person writes the longer you go the more you'll find what works best for you stay inside your wheelhouse and don't hesitate to be creative with your topics 
For a podcast only one year into production, there is a stark difference from your first episode to your latest episode, and that shows the kind of explosive growth you've had. Mess around with your audio editing, produce the occasional video product, but don't take away from your core. Uh-huh. You have a great team and a ton of potential. Any tweaks would be minor. Wow. That one really warmed my heart. That's super and so nice. I felt the that need to read that in its entirety. Um, it was, I, again, I don't know who it came from, no, but it, it was... Whoever wrote that, thank you. I really Honestly. appreciate that because, I mean, it shows their... I mean, at the very least, they watched the first episode and the most recent episode. Hey, which, that's, that's that's enough. You know, for that's me. Im- impressive and gracious enough. Um, but that that sounds like it came from somebody who has a podcast or listens to a pot a yeah. lot of podcasts, yeah. and so I appreciate that insight because it feels informed and it yeah. feels it's also nice. <laughs> we didn't yeah. get a lot of mean feedback or anything. No, but no, no, that no, was no, just, no. That was just but, very well thought out and very well articulated, no. and I appreciate. Yeah, that. we're still so small to a degree that right. like any kind of feedback is just really nice mm-hmm. to kind of get into. And and I know we can. I I feel bad whenever I go on these sprees of asking for input from people on social media because I feel like I'm being real pluggy and naggy yeah. and that. But that's why I do it is because we value it so much. Because we yeah. just really like having input from other people and, you know, new ideas and mm-hmm. suggestions and criticism and that sort of thing. Because we, uh, we do this for us, ultimately, but we also want to make an entertaining, you know, uh, experience yeah. for you. And to be honest, if it's more entertaining for you, then it's more rewarding for us. And we want to be able to improve it any way we can. And so comments like that are not only encouraging that we're doing something right, but also, you know, help us kind of frame how we can, can improve ourselves. Yeah. And so thank you to whoever yeah, that was. Appreciate it. I mean, if um, it's mom, if that's you, wow. Thank <laughs> you for that. But regardless, whoever wrote oh, that. Oh, it also says, thank also, you so much. fuck you. I have great taste in pizza. Yeah. I think that was your mom. Uh, I, again, like, um, like I told you off mic, mom, I never said you didn't have great yeah. taste, but no, and, who, seriously, whoever wrote that. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, Another comment we got, much more brief, um, was a, a somebody said they would prefer shorter episodes at a maximum of 30 minutes, <laughs> which I, I don't think is something we're ever really going to hit, at the least end, not with yeah. trilogy episodes. You know, you know what's crazy? And this is something that, like, I will, to give a bit a bit more clarification to the person who wrote this, there have been times where we have all seen a film as friends left the film and we have talked about it for as long as the film was if not longer yeah so let me tell you when i say and i'm not saying this as a brag or anything but the episodes are already kind of a condensed discussion of what we would usually <laughs> they're, do. they're a little bit restrained um, yeah i, I and, mean you know I, to some extent there is an argument that we ramble we're repetitive yeah you know we're, we're obviously not experts at this and we're still learning no. We could probably stand to be more efficient, but we're probably never going to hit the 30-minute mark unless it's in, like, kind of side content, like a frequel, mm-hmm. or, you know, if we were to ever do, um, you know, three episodes to a trilogy again, then maybe we could do 30 minutes per, you know, film. Yeah. Because that's kind of what we do right now. We do about 90-minute episodes, and we're talking about three movies, so obviously the math doesn't always add up that way, but... No, yeah. On average, it's about thirty minutes per film, mm-hmm. and so uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, guess I would say we will probably at some point put out content that is less than thirty minutes. 
Yeah. But it won't be our main trilogy episodes. Yeah, and I... And I think... I feel like that's fair. I feel like most oh, yeah. podcasts are very long form. I think, oh, to be yeah. honest, we're a fairly modest podcast in terms of length. I know a lot of podcasts yeah. that go two to five hours. Yes. There was an, I actually a podcast that I listened to, uh, Blank Check with Griffin and David. Definitely listen to them. They're, mm. they're so much fun. But they absolutely ramble, too, and it's fun to listen to them. They are... If you if you wonder like why I'm okay with like 15 to 20 minutes of just like talking about you know anything that's current up to date it's because that show there's just moments where they talk for 30 minutes about <laughs> things that might have nothing to do with what they're talking about but they just like as of this recording they just released an episode for John Carpenter's Halloween and it's 3 plus hours long <laughs> right right well so, a lot like, of those you know they they uh, kind of get by doing those really really long form things with long tangents because yeah. they're just really entertaining people to listen to um and you know we we can only hope to be that entertaining when we get off topic yeah. and that sort of thing and we may not be but we're working on it and we're just trying to make the best thing we can yeah um, I, I i have no doubt because again in that same podcast they say like we there's no way people think this is funny, but <laughs> they've been doing it for like five years, I think. Sure, so it's yeah. like, I so mean, it's it, funny that, enough. That is, I think a commonality among podcasts is a tendency to be a little bit more rambly and conversational. I think that's yeah. native to the format. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say other than I, sorry to somebody who wants a, a 30 minute trilogy from us but oh, it's probably sure. not gonna happen I, I think for the rest of the feedback just as a good baseline to yeah. kind of talk about what we want from this to a degree personally what i want from this is to have a bit of a long form discussion on films that does not need to be you know listened to in its full in, in its entire right yeah like this a lot of something, podcasts we don't necessarily yeah. intend for you to have to sit like, through this all in one go like this is a this is a casual fun discussion of a trio of films that we think are odd but are odd enough that are worth discussing yeah and it's yeah it's something that like if you listen to it while you're in a waiting room if you listen to it while you're in a car if you do it in a grocery store that's kind of usually how i listen to podcasts and that's kind of what my goal yeah i listen on my commute to work which is like 20 minutes yeah and that's all i listen to and then i pick it back up the next time i get in the car yeah and you know we hope to make have conversations that are equal parts funny and insightful and memorable to the point where you don't mind just listening to like a 15 20 minute snippet and then picking it back up later Mm -hmm. um you know maybe we might not always hit that mark for everybody but you know that's what we're aiming for yeah and we're always growing and always improving that's Um, what we're trying to do one of the other comments that we got that I do want to touch on, it's another one that we're probably, with all due respect, going to kind of shoot down. Um, we got a comment on this feedback round, which echoes a sentiment that we got a couple times on previous feedback um, requests, which was for no or less profanity. Mm-hmm. Um I will say outright, we do we mark ourselves an explicit podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, we are a very casual podcast. It's yeah. very conversational. We have a very deep and long storied friendship, not to get too mushy. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're very comfortable with each other. Absolutely. And we try to keep that 
natural chemistry true on the podcast. We don't pre-write really anything. We don't, you know, uh, really structure out the episodes too heavily beyond maybe a broad outline of what we want to talk about. No, oh, yeah. Um, so we both swear in our everyday lives. There's no getting around that. I mean, I don't know how you know that for me. <laughs> Am I, I assume, I, uh, I assume this, this, this feedback is because of me mainly. <laughs> I don't think, I, and this is you know a, a personal stance for me, I think the kind of taboo of profanity is kind of an overstated thing I don't, I don't culturally. I think you know, we'd be better off socially and culturally if we were all more comfortable with more words. Uh, especially yeah. the ones considered obscene or profane, because they're just words. We're not saying any hate speech up here. Um, <laughs> we're not, no, we're not it's... using any slurs or degrading terms for people. So, you know, we, we, as much as I understand the concern, like you know, I know some people probably listen with their kids, or they listen around their families, and they don't want to mm-hmm. offend those, or they don't want to expose those people, or they don't want to offend people. Maybe they're listening on their phone in a public space or something, and they don't want to offend the office or whatever. And I get that. Um, I don't really have a suggestion for that other than, you know, maybe uh, think about listening to us in a different setting. Um, Mm -hmm. Because, to be honest, we want to keep alive the part of this that is just us doing our thing and being ourselves and while i understand that profanity can be kind of a crutch for some people i don't feel like we lean on it that hard i feel like we're both relatively verbose and Mm -hmm. articulate individuals and we talk a lot about movies without cursing and if you know the occasional fuck or shit or goddamn comes out it just means we're passionate about it and while i wouldn't necessarily put that in a written review that's a written review, and it's an entirely different art form. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 this more, of more a prof- that's more of a professional kind of. Well, it's professional. Light. It's also pre-thought. It's premeditated. Yeah, you're, it's you're constantly self-editing. Mm-hmm. This we don't edit. We don't. I mean, we edit. You know, from a production standpoint, we kind of edit the the audio, but we don't go through and pick out pieces and you know mm-hmm. reformat it into a a more packageable format, but. Um, yeah, I don't know if you have any takes on this, Logan. I, I kind of feel like we are who we are. The show is what it is. Yeah. We are going to always try and improve. And if we feel like or other people feel like we're really just going mm. too far with obscene language, then that's something to think about. But sure, I do kind of feel like we're fairly tasteful about it or at least... Yeah, not th- too gratuitous about it. And th- that is something we can be conscious of in the future, but I don't think we're ever going to be a fully clean show. No, we're I don't not, think so. <laughs> we're not clean people. Um, I mean, what <laughs> definition of that? The way you said that. I it, am going to stick to that. We are not clean people. We are no, dirty, I mean, dirty I boys. Was, I was grown up. to be punished. I was grown up on the idea that, you know, curse words are still words. They're not mm-hmm. as scary or as dangerous as people say them. It just depends on the the time and place and how you use them. And with this situation, why we use them on this podcast is because it is a casual discussion and it will come out, like you said. If it was more of a professional thing, like, for example, if we do in the future have interviews with other people or if we have people that we want to talk to and have more of a formal discussion on certain things, we will more than happy make it more formal. Right. 
But right now, again, like I talked about earlier, about a, like a baseline and what we want with the podcast, I kind of want this to feel like you are at a bar or you're at like a you know kind of like a lounge area with a bunch of friends talking about a film. Yeah, and like you're you're kind of there with us as we're talking about it, and it's not something that it's like because I feel like if we constantly apologize for every now and again a fuck or a shit coming out. It would feel very informal, but not more informal, and also just feel really weird being like, "Why are they bringing that up?" It's just yeah, a little more stilted. Or yeah, we because might be stumbling yeah. over ourselves to yeah, kind of and, adjust for it. And yeah, and again, it's one of those situations where I think of this as like a podcast, what like most podcasts I listen to with my earbuds in or a headphones on, and just yeah, kind of like chill out or in the car. Yeah, like in a car with somebody, and if it's just like, yeah, it is, it is what it is, and I feel like I'm. I'm sorry if it is offensive in some way, shape, or form, but at the same time, it is something that is like, we don't find an issue with curse words, and we're also both adults, Yeah. so we can say those things, and yeah, we're, and also... we're just going to do an error. We, we credit our podcast with you know constantly labeling them correctly, so it's not like <laughs> yeah, children. They are explicit, um, and they're yeah. labeled as such, um, and also neither of us have children that is not a part of our sphere or how we think about things you know i mean as for the children concern again we are marked explicit so Mm -hmm. if children are children or young people who you know parents don't want listening to it are listening to this they have been warned it's clearly labeled and also i don't really think we're saying anything that most people age 12 and up in public school haven't heard all the time i I heard so much they're exposed to worse at school or in their clubs or with their friends than they are Mm -hmm. from us and also you know if you're listening to your kids or listen (laughs) listening to this with your kids you should listen to your kids i guess yes (laughs) listen to your kids no but if you're listening to this with your kids and you know maybe it's it's it bothers you that we curse and so you don't want to listen to it in front of your kids you know at least you're in an op- you're in a situation where you can, you know, be there and tell your kids like, "Hey, I know they just said this. You shouldn't say that." You Don't know, say it, that to your teacher. Right, right. Um, it, which is a lot better than you know if they're listening to us or far worse things on their own, which they probably are. Um, in which they're learning all sorts of words that maybe they shouldn't be saying or maybe that you don't want them to say and you're not around to tell them. No, I, I think that, yeah, so, it, it hopefully will build uh, a healthy dialogue in terms of like, in terms of what is considered kind of taboo per se, in terms of like, especially with media in general. Yeah. Where it's like, I do remember like, this also could be the reason why it's not that big of a deal for me where like I saw rated R films way before I was 18 Right. And most of the time it was because I would have my parents tell me, now this film is rated R, this is in this, but we think you are mature enough right. that yeah. you can watch this and it's not going to affect you. And most of those times they were correct. Yeah. Um, and I think that's that's a good thing to kind of have where it's like just because something says rated R or something says explicit doesn't necessarily mean younger un, younger people can't handle it. That it's it, unacceptable. But, yeah. yeah, but at the same... Because, like, in all honesty, I kind of see it similar to, like, an explicit song. Like, th- it's, it's, it's out there. Like, they can yeah, listen to it if they the want airwaves. to. It's, it's whether or not it wants to be discussed is kind of the situation. Right. And I think with us... And again, we're not parents. We're not trying to no. tell anybody how to parent. Oh, we're not saying um, anyone is... Yeah, I would yeah. say, you know, if, if you don't like 
the in in context of children, if you don't like the language we use on the show, I would recommend not. Mm-hmm. You know, allowing that around your kids and do whatever you feel you think is right. Yeah. Um, but I think we're pretty solidly set in that we are going to continue to be an explicit podcast, even if we try and maybe you know, uh, yeah, not lean on curse words as a crutch too yeah, much. This is it's more of a discussion about like say I have a hypothetical son named Christofferson. I'm just explaining as to how I would approach the conversation with him rather than saying like someone's not approaching it correctly. I'm just saying yeah. like if I was a hypothetical parent with a son named Christofferson, this is how I would handle that conversation. So you're what you're saying is you're eventually going to have a son named Christofferson. What's really funny, I, I thought that joke was funny, but I also know that it's a very very deep personal cut with like old high school friends and even my parents. So I think my parents are the only ones that are gonna think that's funny or roll oh. their eyes. Oh, wow. But um, yeah, one for the one for the real ones. One one for the real ones. Pour oh. one out for the real ones. I I drank all my stout, so yeah. I can't do that. But the um, other thing is, we also are not going to restrict ourselves on the kinds of movies that we talk about. No, that's why we do so, trigger warnings. Yeah, in terms of in terms of uh, you know obscene language, we're going to be talking about. And we have talked about movies with, you know, sexual assault scenes, uh, you know, probably at some point drug abuse scenes, suicide is going to probably come up suicide, at some point, mental illness. So a lot of the things that the movies that we talk about deal with is going to be far worse than the language we use when discussing mm-hmm. them. So and, and it's kind of one of those, you know, if if. If your kids shouldn't be listening to this because of the language, they probably shouldn't be listening to this for other reasons, too. Yeah. And to kind of like, I think my last point, too, is if the reason why it's kind of iffy in terms of that kind of profanity is because we handle kids' films as a topic from time to time. Make it, I want to make it clear that, like, when we choose a trilogy that is of kids' films, most of the time it's because we grew up with those films and we want to talk about a film trilogy that is baked in nostalgia to a degree we'd like yeah. to talk about There's pulling that nostalgia back to it and yeah so we were talking about it as adults who no. loved it as children yeah. like, or remember it as children we're not talking about we did not talk about the spongebob film trilogy because we wanted children who loved sponge on the run to listen to, to have that. something to listen to no or we the wanted kids to... who grew up with cars to have something to yeah, listen we, to we made that episode to talk about like people and people in our generation and also parents who kind of understand that idea of being like god that there's only been three films of SpongeBob, and this is where it's kind of gone. Right, like, yeah. We kind of want to talk more about the breaking down and have like a retrospective look at the nostalgia surrounding yeah. it, and if the nostalgia has any bearing or if it is just full on nostalgia. Yeah. Obscene language and you know mature content, notwithstanding, we have adult discussions about these movies anyway. We're not talking about these. You know, th- these are not classroom discussions. These are. You know, they're discussions no. from our perspective, and we're mid-20-somethings no. who remember things fondly and want to revisit them as adults and want to yeah. talk about movies from our perspective, which is an adult perspective. And yeah. I think we've we've probably probably said enough on the topic. Yeah, yeah so. that, was a, that, was, that was a good discussion, though, but that was a longer topic, longer discussion <laughs> than I thought it would be about yeah. it. But uh, um, to, to, to full-on, too-long-didn't-listen like answer, yes. no, we're probably not going to change the profanities, but we are also not trying to be overly profane. Yeah, and that might be something that we just are more conscious of yeah. in the future. I mean, um, for example, I tried, after because I listened to that feedback right before we started recording, I've been trying not to 
and this it's whole slipped, episode. <laughs> it slipped out yeah. several several times. But yeah, but we we appreciate any and all feedback, yep. whether it's criticism, advice, uh, congratulations, mm-hmm. praise, adoration, worship, That's kneeling, begging. Mm-hmm. Um, Where is this going? Hymns. Uh, Choral arrangements. Okay. Um, Yeah, we appreciate it all, even if it's negative, especially if it's negative, just because it helps us keep track of where we're at. Yeah, yeah. Um, Moving on to a different kind of feedback, we did ask for and got a lot of uh, suggestions for movie or trilogy yeah 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 this is this was honestly in terms of the anniversary special this is one of the most excited parts yeah i'm kind of curious to see i I won't go too much into detail but we do have a very as i alluded to in the the origin of the podcast we do have a very long list of ideas we are not at risk of running out of ideas anytime soon yes but those are all either from my brain or logan's brain and it's nice to have ideas from other brains because even though we might have mm-hmm. 127 ideas on the list, that's not a specific number. I'm just spitballing. It might be specific, actually. It might um, be specific. It's pretty close. I haven't checked in a while. It's pretty close. <laughs> we, we, we honestly, there are just weeks where I look at the spreadsheet we have for one another and I go, really? Yeah. Damn, you just added that like yesterday. <laughs> that's a lot. And not all of those are ideas that we want to do. They're just no. ideas that we could do. Like, uh, I mean, we even have a rating system on how interested we yeah. are in doing them. So we have some that are very high on our list. And if you if you really want to know how these come about, there's an idea that I had that we are going to actually do by the end of the year that I came up with literally two days ago. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so like it really so is. It's, just very, like... it's very much a brainstorm list. So yeah. all all ideas, good and bad, go on it, mm-hmm. um, and we just go from there. And you know we pick from that list periodically and if we like it we like it we mm-hmm. do it um but these these are not our ideas these are your ideas yes. and that's exciting because they're new to us first up somebody suggested the hangover also known as the wolfpack trilogy which is an idea i think i don't know i don't think it's on i think it's list. on the list, oh, it might be on I, the list i think it I is because we've I talked did, about it i think i did write it as one of the original ideas but mainly because of the third one. Right. That was the that one, one is truly the oddest yeah. of them. I honestly I don't I don't know that it's aged that well, but I do still love the first movie. I think it's a pretty great solid studio comedy. I, I think the second one is aged worse. The second one has <laughs> in, uh, yeah, undeniably aged worse. But it yeah. would also be interesting to talk about because it's such a rehash of the first one. Yeah. Um, and then the third one I have not seen and have heard no great things, but like very mixed and confused and I, unsure things. So that would be an interesting one to I, explore, and I would definitely do. I it. saw the third one in theaters, and I remember just being like, "Wow, I just like that this isn't two. Yeah, right. Like I just like that this isn't the first one again, kind of a, or kind of as a, a rehash situation. Yeah, it's it's like it's strangely darker, mm-hmm. and like makes characters that are like comedic relief become like psychopaths or socio. Like it gets <laughs> yeah. really weird, but like it's also like. Okay, I guess it's something. Right, okay. right. Um, another suggestion was Scream, which, technically speaking, is not a trilogy. It's a quadrilogy, soon to be a quintilogy. Yes. Because uh, they're yes. making another one. Yeah, the, the, the directors... Said, the, oh, sorry. No, the directors of Ready or Not, I think, have yes. just finished filming the fifth one. Or yeah, is which it I think in... is just called Scream. Yes. I think it's one of those classic, let's... 
forget the numbers and subtitles. We're just going back to basics. I mean, why not? Why uh, not? Yeah, sure. Um, that being said, it would be easy enough to do a Scream trilogy as just the three originals because yeah, the, original the, the fourth trilogy. one was yeah. 20 years later or 15 years later yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so we could definitely do that. I love those movies. Those movies are a lot of fun. Um, I even like the third certainly, one. I like the third one. Yeah. I was going to say, I think the third one's considered the worst. And, and it it's is. Like, yeah, but it's but still it's fun. fun. It's a good movie. Yeah, um, yeah. I love all those. I, I mean, the first Scream is, I don't really make lists of favorite movies of all time, but it would be somewhere on that list. I, I, I do I think love that movie. A few months ago, I think, when my roommates were watching it, and I kind of was walking in like, I've already, I've seen Scream. <laughs> I don't need to, and then I just sat down and watched the finale. Yeah. And I was like, "Wow, that's one of those films." <laughs> that that yeah, that would be a blast. It's not maybe as odd as a lot of our ideas, but it is odd just in the sense that it's such a meta trilogy. Like those yeah. movies are so much about movies. That yeah, that would and, be cool. And the odd the odd part about it is that it just almost gets kind of like an Ouroboros, just like gets enveloped in its own cliche. It becomes yeah, it becomes the cliche. Yeah, right. Um, which is kind of funny, but yeah. still entertaining. Yeah. So that one is definitely on our radar. Mm-hmm. Um, Kissing Booth was a trilogy <laughs> that was suggested. I'll go ahead and say we will probably never do that one. Um, <laughs> uh, Here, here's, here's, I'm going to say the only way Kissing Booth ever becomes a trilogy we do is if we do a tournament of people's most like like anticipated like possible trilogies yeah and that wins right like if that just like <laughs> out of sheer will beats <laughs> yeah, every yeah, other yeah, possible like idea yes a, yeah, a, a suggest a, sub- a fan submission tournament yes. and that one wins then we have to do it then we have that's like um, the only i don't know if i really want to watch a wattpad trilogy that is like <laughs> basically advocating like weirdly toxic relationships yeah. Best of David Fincher was a submission, and we actually do have David Fincher, I think, in two different ways on yeah. our list. We we have um, a. So we are, do, do we want to say what they are, kind of? Uh, yeah. We we have two variations. We have a Fincher Pitt. Yeah, Bra- uh, David uh, Fincher and Brad Pitt collaboration trilogy. Which what are the three in It'd that be one? Seven fight. Fight Club Fight and Club Curious, and Case, of Curious Case of Benjamin Button. And then we then we also, have a Rise of Fincher, which yeah. is, uh, I think, is... We're, we're not Rise even of gonna, would be... We're not even going to count Alien 3, because I don't think he counts he it. he does that. not consider it one of his movies. Even though it is, um, but he does not count it. But that would be what? Uh, it would be seven, 7, The Game, the game and Fight Club, Fight Club. Which I would that push... That would be an yeah, exciting trilogy. Because honestly, and this is, I guess, a hot take, The Game is probably my favorite Fincher film. I love The I Game. I actually haven't seen The Game. It is a bonkers film that is just like shockingly just like... How has no one talked about this <laughs> it's, in terms yeah. of this record? And it's like I hear that, that a lot about that movie that it's a just criminally unsung mm-hmm. Fincher film. Then it's also kind of shocking because that's I think it's like ninety five is seven, ninety seven is the game, and ninety nine is Fight Club. So it's like yeah. two year intervals, and he's just like pushing out banger after banger. Yeah. So yeah, that was early. Whew, the nineties were truly a wonder. Yeah. So Fincher is definitely on our list. We both love Fincher. Uh, yeah, he's so honestly. Just stylistically, yeah, one of my favorite directors. Um, uh, so I would jump to do that. In we a would do a trilogy that's called Wait. Is that Ben Affleck's penis? But there's only one film. Yeah, we can we'll only do we can only do Gone Girl so many Wait, times. Wait, no, Snyder Cut had some almost no, 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 just no there's not. No, 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 no. <laughs> We're gonna do another episode that includes the Snyder Cut. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll see what the last duel gives us, and then we'll come back to this idea. <laughs> 
Next suggestion was the Dragonheart trilogy. And the person who submitted that actually said, I don't know if it's a trilogy or if they're even connected, but you should do them because Dragonheart's great. Um, is that the one with the, the talking dragon? Yeah, I believe so. And it actually is a trilogy. Ooh. I think only maybe the first one was theatrical. Yeah, is it? It's not with Dennis Quaid, right? The first one? Yeah. The first one is Dennis Quaid, wow. Sean Connery, oh, wh- David Thewlis, Pete Postlethwaite, Jason Isaacs. Yeah. Stacked by today's what? standards. You know um, what? That's on the list. Yeah. These were already going to be on the list, but that's definitely um, on the list. And it, yeah, I had two sequels. One was Dragonheart, A New Beginning. Always great. And Always great. Dragonheart 3, The Sorcerer's Curse, which came out 15 years later. Nothing, nothing um, is better in a trilogy for me than going from no number back to number. As if <laughs> yeah. it doesn't make that confusing. And as far as I can tell... There is no consistent cast amongst the three films. So I believe I, that a hundred percent. I don't know if it's a consistent story or if it's like you know the dragon is the same across all three or what. That would be great. Um, or if it's just kind of loosely tied by a similar idea. Mm-hmm. But w- that one's definitely going on the list just because that was not on our radar at all. No. And it certainly seems odd because and I know of Dragonheart, like... but I did not even know that there was three films. Yeah, so. I think I think the first Dragonheart is one of those kind of famous or infamous kind of early vfx movies because yeah, it, was, it has a it was, full 3d cg dragon mm-hmm. and it it's, was quote-unquote revolutionary at the time and then it was yeah. aged a day later <laughs> <laughs> well because yeah like yeah um next one uh underworld um which <laughs> Wait, hold was on. there's four right no there's five yeah i think there's five there's five um, films i would have to look into that more to see how we would trilogy that or if we would have to like you know prequel it or something um but it was t- attached with the note maybe you guys could figure out the timeline that we never or that i never could um so i guess there's confusing uh time mechanics there i, think I have it, watched the first movie you know it's, i think i've only seen the third one no i've seen this <laughs> i've seen the second one all the way through and then the third one the third one has oh god who is um He's in Good Omens. He's the angel. Is Martin it Martin Sheen? Martin Sheen, that's his name? Yeah. He's the lead, I think, in the third one. And I think the third one's I'm a prequel. Sure he's in the one that I watched. It's Rise of the Lycans is the yeah, one. I Rise think, of the that's Lycans, I think that's yeah. a prequel. Yeah. Because um yeah, Bill Nighy's in that. And I yeah, think he's he, like the kind so, of I mean, big bad in the first couple Spoiler movies. alert if you haven't seen the first Underworld, but I think he dies in the first yeah. Underworld. Yeah. No, uh, uh, Emma tried to kind of take me through the underworld movies because that was something she grew up on and really loved but unlike twilight which we did make it through the whole thing underworld we got one movie in and she was kind of like maybe this isn't what i remembered it to be and i'm like yeah i got nothing out of that and then we're like okay we can stop (laughs) hey if you want to if you want a a good a good alternate version of that we do have the blade trilogy on our list more kind of grim dark emo Uh, fantasy action stuff and it teaches you the valuable lesson that some motherfuckers always ice skate uphill (laughs) it's i mean that's a classic you know underworld line no just kidding it's blade (laughs) but no Um, we'll put it on the list we'll figure we'll try to figure it out yeah because it's that that is a time capsule as well yeah like uh because that director too that director it actually might be more interesting just to cover that director's early films because i'm pretty sure underworld's one of his first films He's the director of that. Len Wiseman, I think, is his name. 
I think he does the first Underworld, the first two Underworld films, then does Die Hard 4, and then maybe comes back or the, or just gets stuck in development hell on the Colin Farrell Total Recall. <laughs> like, it's kind of fascinating yeah. what his career has kind of been. Yeah. I think he also has a kid with Kate Beckinsale. I think oh. Kate Beckinsale and him were married oh, at one point. Oh, it's kind of a uh, Mila Jovovich and... Maybe. Uh, not Paul Thomas Anderson, but uh, Paul W.S. Anderson. Paul W.S. Which, speaking of the Resident Evil trilogy, there is a Rise and Fall trilogy that could be built out of the <laughs> Resident true. Evil. That's and if That you, might be too much Resident Evil, and though. It might be too much, but it's just enough for me. So if you want to do it, please <laughs> let Andy know. He uh, has to do it if someone says we yeah, have to do yeah. it. Can't run away from Next it. time there's a feedback poll, just put, please, Resident Evil. <laughs> Don't even put a specific. This next... Uh, trilogy is something I know we will do at some point. I can't put a time stamp on it, but we've talked about it. We're we're excited about it. The Mummy trilogy. Yes. We both love Brendan Fraser. Yes. Those the, movies, the Fraser Renaissance is coming, and the, I'm the so Renaissance. excited. The, the Renaissance. Bran- oh, that's a good version um, of it. Yeah. I still need to watch No Sun Move. I'm so excited. Yeah, I haven't watched that either. I, I like Soderbergh. Yeah, I love Soderbergh too. But that's. <sighs> Can you can you believe? I'm sorry, this is a tangent. That Soderbergh has had two HBO Max films in the last <laughs> year. He had the Meryl Streep Cruise yeah. film that apparently is really good, and then he has No Sudden Move. It's like, come on, this guy <laughs> deserves more than this. Yeah, he's such a he's so good. Interesting. He's so good. Yeah, we could definitely do something. We 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 have a Soderbergh trilogy already in there. We like, do. Yes. But uh, yeah, the Mummy is definitely on there. Uh, yeah, I, mainly, I mean, yeah, those first two movies are a blast. Um, I yeah, I definitely have a soft spot for the second one because I think I saw the second one in theaters. Oh wow, my uh, soft spot is for the first. So plenty okay, of love cool. to go around, and, and then we will explore the third one together. I was gonna I say don't neither of us seen... have soft spots for the third one. You know, what my favorite thing about the Mummy trilogy is just <laughs> personally is it's one of those trilogies that my grandmother loves. Oh, she wow. loves the movies. She yeah. loves the movies. And she is also like, I don't think I've got this from her, but we have the similarity. If she she loves to be a completionist. Oh yeah. Where she like, if she gets a franchise, she's to have Gotta all, watch of them. all of them. And she's like, Oh Logan, I have all the Mummy films. If you haven't seen all of them, like one time, and I was like, Oh yeah, like wasn't there the one with Jet Li? And she's like, Yeah, <laughs> it's not very good. But if you want to watch it, and right. it's like, I don't want to watch it if it's not Grandma. <laughs> if it's not good. <laughs> Grandma, you make terrible recommendations. Um, <laughs> the last time we talked about movies, I think she really wanted to see Warcraft. Oh man, and she she really is. She's wild. Wow. Some of the some of the things she wants to see, I'm always curious about. Yeah. <laughs> um, we had somebody suggest the Alien trilogy, which we actually do have an idea on the list. Yes, of Alien sequels. We've talked about yeah, or Alien. Like spinoffs, kind of. Yeah, the thing too is like both Alien and Aliens. While they're both films that I love for different reasons, I would argue and say that they're both the same amount of great, just on different spectrums. Yeah, they're very they're great in very different ways. Yes, one's um, a great isolated kind of horror slow burn. Different. Yeah. Different domains. Yeah, um, but we. I think it's just more fascinating that we would cover uh, the other sequels, or in terms of what I mean is Alien Resurrection. <laughs> Which kills the franchise for a while, yeah. and then Ridley Scott trying to kind of bring it back with yeah with his prequels, with the prequel Prometheus stuff. and Covenant. Yes, so that that would be a cool idea. I actually have that rated very low on my interest scale, but I think that has risen in my mind recently. Yes. Good, because um, I've seen 
I have not seen Resurrection. I've seen Prometheus and Covenant. Did not like either one, but both are definitely interesting, even if they don't yeah. really work. Yeah. And there would be a lot to talk about there, especially in context I of mean, the kind of uh, Resurrection. glory and reputation of the series. Resurrection is so goddamn funny. Like, Resurrection is just a funny, enjoyable film. Because it feels right. like at that point in the series, if that's where they wanted to take the Alien series, I have no idea how it could have <laughs> succeeded. Because it's so vastly wilder than anything that yeah. they... Like, going from three to four, I get not wanting to do another three, but man, <laughs> it was wildly different. Um, next one is sure to be a hit. Big Mama's House. Oh, fuck, I don't there are three of those. don't have a ton to say about that one other than do, do you probably die? not. Real talk, I've actually watched the second one a lot. I watched Why? The, I, I, I just have seen. You, just, you had it at home That, that was something? a DVD I think my parents just <laughs> bought me, and I watched it a lot. Yeah. Several of these, um, many of the uh, more hot take submissions were from our friend Jake. I'm pretty sure that he's <laughs> Also known as my one. roommate, one of my roommates. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so Big Mama's House, um, I'm going to say we'll put it on the list, but we might not, in fact, that's, put it I, on I'm, I'm going to put that in the same category as um, The Kissing Booth. Where yes. if, if, we put, if we put Big Mama House... If everybody wants it, we have to do it. We'll do but, it. We'll do it. And we'll even say we put on fat suits to celebrate it, but you will never be able to confirm <laughs> or deny that we did that. Um, Night at the Museum. That's that actually, one. That uh, would be fun. It would be fun. I don't it's know that I would high. have. It's not high. Yeah, it would not be high, and I don't know that it would be that long of an episode. I do like the first two films. I never saw the third one. The third one's good. Um, it's solid. But it would be one that, you know, that one's kind of ubiquitous for a lot of people. Like you know, a lot of people our age grew up with Night at the Museum or mm-hmm. and or the second one, and kind of have fond memories of that so that might be kind of a fun nostalgia yeah. trip but it's also funny though too because i barely remember i saw the third one in theaters yeah. i can only remember like the tribute because they had a tribute of robin williams in the oh. film but also mickey rooney had passed at that point so oh, i think yeah. he has a mini tribute as well oh. in that film so that one we'll put on the list it's not a super high priority no. um but yeah that's a it's a solid idea um evil dead yes so yeah it, well, that one is on the list we've oh. definitely talked about that one and actually Absolutely. we've we've talked about and we'll get a, a little more into it in a little bit but yeah. we actually have a lot of sam raimi on our plate Ooh, for do. the future we do so evil dead would make a nice addition to that collection kind of mm-hmm. like how our past year if you want to call it our first season yeah um was very heavy on snyder content and we pretty much featured his whole filmography we damn well just might do the same for Sam Raimi over the next year. <laughs> we might do all of his films we, we by have the time plans. his latest release comes out. Yeah. Because that's the thing, too, is Evil Dead is literally a trilogy I've seen multiple times all the way through. I've it, actually seen none of them all the way through. Oh, Evil Dead 2 is literally one of my favorite yeah, films of all I've, time. I've seen plenty of... I love that. You know, I've seen pieces of them over and over again and bits on tv and friends houses and on youtube but i've never sat down and just watched any of them beginning to end so that would be an interesting one yes that would be fun to watch um it's already on the list so thank you for putting that up there (laughs) the naked gun which is that a trilogy it is it is is a a trilogy naked gun two and a two and a half and then i think naked gun three and a third okay I think there's three of them, which I would also be down for because sure, yeah. that's my type of shit right there. Right, yeah. That's the yeah, type. I grew that's... up on airplane. 
um, and lots of movies like that. So I would put right that, that I would put that in the same category as um, UHF, where that's a film that like oh, I could watch multiple times, but anytime. Uh, yeah, I I've watched it with other people, like with a naked. Like, I've seen the first Naked Gun several times, and like <laughs> every time I've seen it with somebody in the room, they either just cannot handle just how <laughs> corny it is, or they just like, I, I yeah, really, it's just I can't like, I, or they just don't watch it with me, and yeah. it's just me watching Naked Gun. <laughs> it's um, on the list. It is on the list. Um, the Matrix, which is soon to not be a trilogy. We could definitely uh, do. But we could definitely do it. We could do the Matrix sequels. I think we could the do the we Matrix do sequels because um, the, the the first Matrix has been absolutely talked. To yeah, death. we probably couldn't say much of substance mm-hmm. to that that yeah. hasn't already been said. So we could do the sequels because yeah. they're. I don't want. <laughs> they're not more interesting because the first movie is fascinating, but they are certainly odder. At least the the two sequels, and yes. I'm fascinated to see what the hell a fourth movie is going to be. Which it's got a title. It's got one hell of a it's got cast. A title as of this week. Apparently, I think there might have been not, and there wasn't any footage shown. But they were there, there was footage shown. There was there was I footage think, shown. Yeah. Oh, I knew at CinemaCon there was the introduction of it's now called Matrix Resurrections. Yeah, and I thought the and only I footage. believe it, it shows um, Neo as. Thomas Anderson back in the Matrix world, the kind of suburban bland world, uh-huh. and he doesn't seem to remember any of his his, wow. his Neo stuff. So yeah, we definitely have so to do that and tie to that kind film. Of feels film. like from what the footage was described, it kind of sounds like in some ways kind of a reintroduction to the mm-hmm. Matrix world. Yeah. I don't know if that means they're planning more sequels, but it sounds like they've got kind of a new Morpheus figure who reintroduces Okay. Uh, Neo to his Matrix powers and that sort of thing. So yeah, could be kind of a rehash of the first one. Could go in a wild direction because it's the Wachowskis and nobody ever knows what to expect from them. No. But you know what? That's also kind of why I love the Wachowskis. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. And uh, I mean, in all honesty, it wasn't until Space Jam: A New Legacy came out where I was like, oh man, I was never excited about the Matrix, <laughs> but once Granny did that kick, I was a hundred percent down. Yeah. And then we on the list. Yeah. Oh, absolutely on the list. Then we do have a few suggestions that are not specific, but kind of conceptual suggestions. Um, somebody said three of the same movie, but different adaptations of that movie, mm-hmm. uh, which is definitely we do have one or two of maybe a few of those on our list. Um, their example was Br- uh, Pride and Prejudice, Fantastic Four, Sherlock Holmes, because all of those have been done in various iterations. Yeah. And we did that with uh, Nutcracker. Yeah, which um, we have a Christmas-themed version of that coming soon this year, which we'll talk about true. more during our... Uh... Um, we have talked about, lightly in the past, doing like, you know, Star is Born, even though there's four of those. Um, mm-hmm. That's definitely a concept that we are on top of, and want, like that is the kind of shit we eat up, because yeah. there's a really good narrative there to talk that's, about, that's like some... how each one differs, how they're all the same, how they each got made, and why. Yeah, um, And with every property that gets adapted multiple times there's always kind of an interesting story behind that there's definitely some overlap yeah and yeah that's a great idea um and it's definitely something that adding the concept to the list even though it's already been on (laughs) we'll add it again um somebody said gotta do the three film adaptations of dune the david lynch one the tv sci-fi channel one and the denis villeneuve one that's coming out later this year and we have we definitely have villeneuve plans 
and Dune plans, but we had not thought of doing three Dune adaptations. You know, what's weird is I did have a moment a months ago where I was like, no, there was a sci-fi film of that, right? <laughs> yeah. We could, I don't know. I don't know if Andy would be down for that, but yeah, honestly, I, to be honest, add it to the list. I don't know anything about the, the TV one. I will say a huge hurdle for me would be the David Lynch one because I did not like that movie. Oh, what what is there and not I to like? And I did not have... The spice. I, didn't, I didn't even have like a good like, oh, that's weird and bad and interesting to talk about experience. It was just kind of like, well, I know David Lynch hates this. I'm getting nothing out of this. I, it's fair. a mess. Uh, but the Spice Melange. But we, the Spice Melange. The Spice Melange. We could probably do that and it will go on the list. Yeah. That would be a bit of a hurdle for me, but I am very excited for Denis Villeneuve's Dune. Yes. And, um, yeah. So Add definitely great idea. It's in the list. Uh, three, somebody suggested three different movies with the same lead actor or actress. Ooh, we like actually Nicholas do. Cage, Emily Blunt, John Cho, or Shailene Woodley, which we definitely have some of those on our list that we haven't gotten to yet. The one that comes to mind just as a sneak peek at kind of where our brain is at one of the first ideas I had are the the trifecta of Bradley Cooper, Jennifer Lawrence, and David O. Russell. Yes. There is Silver Linings Playbook, American Hustle, and Joy. Mm-hmm. And I think that would be fascinating to see kind of if there any is any transformation between how their roles change as time goes on. Because yeah. there are three vastly different films. Yeah. And it's also like, yeah, it, it would be fun. And we do have others. Yeah, we, we have... We have a lot of ideas of, I would call that like collaborative trilogies where it's kind of like a filmmaker and an actor working together across a few films. And actually our next episode will be uh, one of those. Mm -hmm. So definitely that's, you know, you're right on our train of thought. Same page. Great minds think alike. Um, Yeah. It's definitely, stay tuned for more stuff like that. Yeah. And then this was from the same person who gave us that really nice piece of feedback earlier. Uh, maybe some older films that somehow tie into a newer release, either thematically, stylistically, or through a specific filmmaker. Mm-hmm. Um, we have kind of done that. Maybe not with like older, older films, but we have yeah. done uh, and will continue to do films that have you know released in the past that have some connection to a current release and actually... Mm-hmm. To bring up our next episode again, that will be one yes. that has to do with other films mm-hmm. that are tied by a certain actor to a new release, and we'll continue to do that stuff. Yeah. I um, mean, we we could definitely do that with Eastwood. It's oh, definitely just, Eastwood, yeah. For, uh, is it El Macho? What's it called? What's yeah, the, something about Cry Macho. Macho. Cry Macho, yeah. Where uh, he, has, he has that... Beautiful sucker punch in the trailer. Anytime I have a hard time falling asleep, I think about that sucker punch (laughs) in that trailer, and it puts me me at ease. Um, I know I'm safe. They went on to say, and actually to triple down and and tease more about our next episode, they said, I'd love to see something foreign as well. Um, (laughs) So our next Andy, I'm going to say right now, if this is you... Writing these make-believe <laughs> ideas, you should just let me know. So our next episode... This feels a little too on the nose. Our next episode will encompass all three of the last uh, three bits of recommendation. Yeah. They say, actually, a look at South Korean cinema could be really interesting, and I agree with that. South yeah. Korean cinema is fascinating. Ooh, we could definitely do cinema. some work with uh, 
like Bong uh, Joon-ho. Bong Joon-ho. Ugh, so um, the, the rise of him would just be so oh, much Yeah, fun. rise of him. I was actually looking, as I was looking through feedback earlier, I was looking at other um, South Korean filmmakers. And I, for the life of me, I can't remember his name right now. But the guy who stars in Parasite and also a number of uh, Bong Joon-ho's other films and other huge Korean hits, yeah. he would have some interesting trilogies to do. Oh, for sure. Gosh, I can't yes. remember his name. I don't want to butcher his name. I can think of it on the top of my, the tip of my tongue, but I don't want to butcher it. Yeah. Um, but yes, thank you for that recommendation, because guess what? That's not a recommendation anymore. That's going to be a fact. <laughs> Next episode is going to be that. Yeah, well, not South Korean, but... Not South Korean, but yes. it is going to be foreign uh, cinema. Oh, Kang, uh, Kang or Kong Ho Song is the mm-hmm. name of that actor who's, uh, he's a, I mean, a huge... Korean. Uh, to be honest, he's star. he's genuinely one of those actors where if I see him in something, I'm, I'm immediately 100% more interested. Down. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, so there's definitely we do have some South Korean cinema on our list. We will continue to uh, cultivate more. Um, mm-hmm. But yes, in terms of the other suggestions of uh, filmmaker actor collaborations and older films tied to new releases and foreign films. Look no further than our next episode, which yeah. I think we are done with feedback, and it's time now to talk about the future. Oh, absolutely. Um, How It is... It's so exciting getting to this episode, because right before we kind of decided to record the episode, we sat down and we talked about kind of an idea of what we want to do with the future of the show, in terms of what episodes we want to do for the rest of the year, as well as maybe a good mindset for future months going into 2022 mm-hmm. and i think a big thing we want to cl- clarify now is that i think from this point onward our goal is to have an episode every other week yeah so it's instead of it trying to be like three maybe even try to do four episodes in a month we're going to try to do at least two with a possible frequel yeah what we've kind of done over the last several months is kind of like well when we have the time and opportunity let's pump out you know, episode yeah. after episode, no, yeah. and that's worked great because it's it's nice to have little bursts of content like that, especially mm-hmm. when we know there are going to be times coming where we might have to take a week or two off. Um, but I think this will give us the structure and kind of the breathing room that we need in order to kind of grow and improve healthily yeah. and also not burn out. That's the um, thing too, yeah. And like, also stick to a schedule so that it be- makes it easier as a listener to mm-hmm. To, to be completely transparent, when it gets to the holiday season, I'm going to be personally extremely busy. Yeah. So it's going to be like, at that point, having buffers is going to be nice for both of us. So we're not trying yeah. to force too much time into something. Yeah. And uh, what goes along with that is we'll kind of be planning out our schedules a little bit further out. I mean, right now we yeah. kind of have our schedule set all the way through the end of the year. Which was not even, to Which, clarify, that was not even on purpose when I kind of like kind had of some rough ideas. Because, yeah, yeah what, one of the things we want to do is we definitely do want to have episodes that tie into modern releases, but we don't want every single episode to tie into a modern release. Yeah, it gets a, it starts to feel a little manufactured mm. i guess which is funny to think because that's kind of how the show started with face the music right yeah it was a good it was a good jumping off point is why we kind of did it initially and in all honesty one of the reasons why this year we've kind of had ties you know like the space jam stuff and right. um i honestly our next episode will kind of have a little bit of a tie as well to of recent release it's a good kind of bouncing off point to think of not only just that but what else we would like to do 
in that same wheelhouse or maybe something that's completely against that wheelhouse and something that's different and fun but definitely isn't tied to anything that's coming out recently yeah do you want me just to go down the list i have it in my hand i'm trying not to look at it as i pick it up um yeah i would say at least we can definitely announce our next episode and kind of go absolutely so uh, for september our next episode drum roll teased teased it teased it so much with that feedback that was a little way too close to what we were going <laughs> to yeah. do. Um, our next episode is going to be on the 4th. And it's going, yeah. it's going to be Wong Kar Wai's Love Trilogy. Yeah, starring the beloved Tony Leung. Or Tony Leung. I'm not entirely sure how it's mm-hmm. pronounced. Uh, and the, the kind of loose tie to a modern release would be that he is playing the main antagonist in Marvel's new film, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Yeah. So we thought that would be a great opportunity to kind of jump into some foreign cinema yeah, and it's... also explore, you know, uh, one of, I mean, Wong Kar Wai is an incredibly consistently great and acclaimed filmmaker that yeah. I think neither of us has really explored too much. But one of the so films, cool, yeah, yeah, in one of the films in this trilogy, though, in the mood for love, is yes. considered one of the best romance films of all time. Of all time both yeah. international and, I mean, domestic for us. Right. So yeah. it's like, it's kind of like a mix of a modern tie, release wise, with like one of the reasons why we did before. Yeah. Is we 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 don't see romance trilogies that often, <laughs> so we might as well take advantage of it when we have a time where yeah. it's like, yeah, let's do this. Let's let's try it out. So we're gonna do that yeah. on the fourth. Then we're going to take a week off. Then we're going to come back with a choice for me, something that, you know, I thought was kind of be kind of wild, would be vastly different from film to film because <laughs> the tie to this is this is going to be a trilogy of Sam Raimi's 90s dramas. Between yeah. Army of Darkness and his first Spider-Man film, he does do Darkman. It's not going to be in that trilogy, <laughs> but that could be for a future trilogy because right. there is three Darkman films. <laughs> but in between Spider-Man and Army of Darkness, in the span of a decade, he makes four dramas that are vastly different from one another, which like we're going from like one of them is a Western with Leonardo DiCaprio, a young Russell Crowe, <laughs> like I think Sharon Stone is in it. Like it's bizarre. And then it ends on like, a baseball drama with Kevin Costner. <laughs> and then, like, after that, we'll have a frequel the next week after that, which will be the 25th. Yeah, the 25th, yeah. we'll have a frequel of a 2000s paranormal thriller, <laughs> which has Kate Blanchett, Katie Holmes, Jenna Malone, and it's a Sam Raimi film two years before he gets Spider-Man famous. Right. So I thought it'd be kind of fun especially since we're doing more Raimi to prep for his latest release next year, it'd be kind of fun to talk about Raimi and kind of get into a good mindset of like where his like more niche time period. Yeah. Because most people know about people Evil, know Evil Dead, Dead. People know Spider-Man. Yeah. Everyone's favorite Raimi film, you know, Oz the Great and Powerful, but no one really <laughs> knows much about his kind of career in the nineties. Yeah. After horror to a degree. And then after that, I think we there's like five weekends in October, so we're going to have a pretty stacked October. Yeah, it'll be a October. stacked October full of of spooky content. Oh yes, uh, we're gonna have we're gonna have some some Carpenter, some John Carpenter in there, yeah. which I will go ahead and say right now is probably not the John Carpenter stuff you're expecting. We're no. not doing Halloween films. 
No. Um, but we are doing one of his cult classics that has become, you know, prolific in terms oh, of one of his yes, best films. Yeah. Um, we do want to do uh, the Exorcist trilogy because yes. there's just a lot of bizarre goings on with the sequels to mm-hmm. that, including a potential frequel of the two different cuts of the prequel yeah. film that was so eventually the, made. The first weekend of October is going to be the the actual Exorcist trilogy, which is one, two, the Heretic, and three. And then the week after that, that weekend, we're going to have a frequel talking about, like Andy said, a prequel film that was such a bad hellish production. <laughs> And was such a weird thing for the studio. There are two different cuts of that film. Yeah. So we best believe we are going to dive deep into both of them. Yeah. And if John Carpenter and The Exorcist is not enough scares for you in October, we have another trilogy, horror-related, tied in for October that I'll go ahead and and, and you spoil leave it? leave uh, mysterious for now we will say though with the exorcist and with the niche john carpenter trilogy we thought we would end october with a more modern more modern very different and not only is it more modern there are rumors it's getting rebooted so more time better time than ever to really talk about the first three films in that kind of series um and then with november i have to say it outright yep rise of zao we're doing Chloe Zhao. We're going to talk about our first three films, yes. The Rider, Nomadland, and The Eternals. Yeah, because if, in case you haven't listened, I am so excited for The Eternals. Yeah, we're, we're pumped for Eternals. Logan especially, though I am also beyond hyped. And mm-hmm. Chloe Zhao is just, I mean, she's the talk of the town right now. She has very quickly become one of the most uh, interesting and most, you know, uh, to pay attention to directors working right now. She I don't she didn't come out of nowhere, but last year she made the Frances McDormand film Nomadland, which one best picture? One best picture. She's the first, I think, uh, Asian woman to Win get nominated picture? even for she, for best director or best picture and best director. Did she win best director? I think she did. I think she did. Yes. Um, Nomadland cleaned up at the oscars and it's a great movie um and which just makes me that much more excited for eternals because her filmography have been very not blockbuster and it it seems it seems like it's not gonna really be the usual blockbuster yeah it it very much sounds all the details we've gotten so far is that it's very much a chloe Zhao movie which sounds very exciting for a marvel movie um and that'll be that'll that's our that's our our shining gem of November, yeah. and then uh, we will have a very special uh, kind of mystery trilogy for December. Yes, to tie in for the holiday season. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have anything more you want to say about Are you that. Talking about Logan? the first trilogy, or talking about the second? Uh, Are you talking about the Christmas trilogy? We're we talking about yes. The, yeah, the Christmas trilogy. Hilariously enough, with people who have said like the idea of taking. You do the same thing as the Nutcracker, take the same story and talk about different adaptations. I actually came up with, this is the idea I came up with a few days ago. It is going to come out uh, around Christmas. It is a trilogy that's going to be talking about three different adaptations of this film. However, it is a horror trilogy. We're going to be talking about three different adaptations of a Christmas horror film. 
Yeah, that and one it, will be exciting because it'll yeah. be a mix of a mix of moods. It'll be the holiday spirit, Vastly but also across the board. more horror. It'll be a very very yeah. uh, horror heavy last quarter of yeah. the year. To be honest, yeah, it's like um, you really you really can't not do that, especially with like the perfect timing with like yeah, Christmas and right. we already did the Santa Claus and Nutcracker last <laughs> yeah. year. We got we might as well mix it up. This Done year. with cheer. But I mean, yeah, um, if you're if you're a horror nut and you, that's got to be enough. Kind of like in yeah. instance of like, oh, really? Okay, and yeah. that's what we're kind of doing with. And we'll also we also made a little bit of just enough room in December for a little more Raimi content, mm-hmm. and we'll leave that for a later date. But but if you know what comes out in plenty December, plenty of Raimi tied to Raimi, <laughs> it's pretty clear what that's going to be. But we won't say it. Yeah, we won't, we won't say, say it. Um, and yeah, that'll I mean that'll take us through the end of the year. So you pretty much now know, as do we what the rest of the year for odd trilogies looks like we've had a very exciting year thus far and i'm really excited for what's yet to come absolutely and in perfect timing we just passed the two hour mark oh my goodness that's i had a feeling i yeah it is that it is the anniversary special it makes sense we're being indulgent and we're allowed to yeah sure i I think it's i it's one of those things where if there's one thing we both want is transparency and understand that like we love doing this. It's not our job as much as we want it to. But as long as we're doing this, and this is still a passion project, we want to make sure that everyone knows that we appreciate you listening, Yeah. appreciate your feedback, regardless if it's you know negative or positive. As long as it's constructive, we will take it and keep it in mind. And we just hope that you keep listening forward because, honestly, with that one message about how you can tell the difference between the first and our most recent mm-hmm. episode... I agree with that, and I'm so excited to see how much better we can get in another right. year. Yeah. So here's to a year of odd trilogies. You know, <laughs> here's to our second year of going into it. I'm super excited to see how everyone takes the next couple trilogies. Yeah. And uh, until then, we will hear. Tune in on September 4th. Yeah. For when we Wong do Kar-wise the love the love trilogy. trilogy. But um, until then. I'm Logan Sowash. And I'm Andy Carr. Thank you so much for listening to the bottom of our hearts. Thank you. Bye.